ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Finger Guns podcast. It feels like it's been a long time since we've been here and done this, but we wanted to take a break and make sure we got all the E3 goodness covered in a single podcast. I am your host, Roscoe Kenson, and I'm joined by Mr. Greg Hicks. Bonjour. Breaking his valiant return to the to the podcast. Yeah, it's been a bit of an absence, so I do apologise, but I'm back and firing on at least one cylinder. <laughs> That's all we ever require. Mr. Paul Collett. Mushy, mushy. Drunk out of his mind. A little bit. Should be fun. And of course, Mr. Sean Davies. Hi. How are you? Living the dream, as always. As always. As you can imagine, this week has been very full of brand new announcements and trailers and news and stuff. So we're going to try and condense it all into one single podcast and go through every single of the major conferences to talk about stuff that we love, stuff that we're looking forward to, stuff that we didn't like so much, and E3 just in general. There's going to be a lot to discuss. But first, we're going to do the quiz. So, Sean, it's, it's over to you for this. He's been, we don't know anything about the quizzes before the podcast start. And Sean's been teasing this one all week. So I'm quite yeah. curious to see what it's all about. So I'm let's do it. Excited about this. But first, Roscoe, do you yes. want me to sing this or do you want to sing this? Oh, man. What about a little duet? Carry on, you two, as you were. Oh, we've got nothing prepared. Come on. We've got to think about this. <laughs> it's up to you, Sean. I can, I can take it or you can power through as you have Look, done so valiantly you, over the weeks. You do it because... Honestly, it is ten times better coming from you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. What was it? Oh, it was Prince Ali, wasn't it? Yeah. All right. Make way for the Finger Guns Trivia Challenge! Stand by for the Finger Guns Trivia Challenge! Fucking Man, hell. We need a budget. <laughs> it's so good. It's just... Anyway, um, okay. welcome. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the Finger Guns Trivia Challenge. This week, we're going audio inside a podcast, which is odd. Um, so <laughs> this <laughs> this week, I have tracked down fourteen iconic video game sounds, and I'm going to play you a small snippet of each one, and you are to guess what it is. Um, if you've never played this before, I will go through the questions. First, and then at the end of the podcast, we'll go through the answers. Just keep track of what you're saying or you're thinking and uh, let us know how you get on. Um, have you guys all got a pen and paper? It's the 21st century, Granddad. I've got my phone to write it on. Mm -hmm. Google, yeah. <laughs> Nobody can Google this time. No one can Google. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Expect a whole bunch of randoms today, then. Oh, okay. God. Sure, just changed the game for Paul. <laughs> so actually these these are a mixture of really easy ones and some particularly difficult ones and i've made sure that all of the games have at least sold a few million copies so you've all got a chance of, of being able to at least know them um so let's kick off with question one so for this one i'm just expecting you to know the series okay not the particular game just the series are you ready yes yeah Let's do yeah. this thing then. Right. Ah, my phone just froze. That's my. Hey! hey. <laughs> right. We are live. Ready? Did you get that? If Ross yeah. doesn't get that, I'm going to absolutely come round, literally, on my car and kick him in the face. What, I geez? Jesus, man! <laughs> I'm just saying. 
How many spells is for that? Okay. Not if we don't all get that. You're, you're doubting my knowledge there, but you know. No, no, no. But Ross, especially, I'll probably get it wrong. That's fine. Do you know what I mean? But you know. why? What was it? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. One more time then for anybody who was is deaf. <laughs> okay. Oh, that's gonna sound amazing on the Ed bit. That's gonna just sound great. Do you remember polyphonic ringtones? This is as bad oh. as that. Yeah. The thing is, everyone's working with the same disadvantage, so it's, you know, <laughs> you're right. <laughs> okay, so question two. I want to know the specific game, okay? Game over. Ooh. Oh. Literally never heard that before in my life. You have? No, I don't think so. You definitely have. I mean, I I very rarely see game over screens, so. <laughs> <laughs> okay, one more time then. Game over. Ooh, is that what stumped you? It has. Play it game well, over. You, if you mind. I mean, I know I know the series. It's just a particular game. It's going to be really obvious, but. Okay, I recognise it, but I couldn't think of anything. Constructive. Okay. <laughs> Moving on then. Full collar, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Question three. Hello. Hello. Follow me. Okay. The actual fuck. Fuck is. Oh come on! I know that. Yeah, but like, you all write intelligent stuff. I'm just like... <laughs> but, I tell you what, if you haven't got this, Paul, when he tells you, you'll kick yourself. Uh, probably. Kick me in the face. You'll come around <laughs> your own house, kick your own door down, and kick yourself in the face. I'll do it every night, mate. It's great. <laughs> okay, one more time. Well, the start um, sounds like one particular game, but it goes a bit weird. Okay. Yeah, I can't believe you do know this. I and mean, it's like, <laughs> I know you know this. <laughs> but I know I don't know this. Okay. <laughs> what right. you don't know is that you know it. I, I don't know if I know it or not. That's a trouble. <laughs> right. Oh, Chris. Question four. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, I love Street Fighter. Mate, Mortal Kombat's the best. Oh, oh spoilers. <laughs> okay, one more time. I think we will nailed it. <laughs> okay. Jesus. Question five. One of my favourite sounds from video games, that is. Yeah. One more time. Funny enough, that was my ringtone at one point. Yeah, same. Yeah, yeah. It was my, it was my message tone. Funny enough, this is a ringtone I've downloaded. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. No expense spared. Absolutely not. Okay. Question six. Tougher one, this one. 
I recognise some of it, but uh, that is a tough one. Did the crazy frog just ejaculate? <laughs> <laughs> I have a feeling now that if I uh, call somebody, that someone's going to call out of my TV and kill me after hearing that. <laughs> you know, you're not too far. Uh, you're not too far off there. Um, oh, 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 oh! I'll play oh. It one more time. Oh. <laughs> goes on for a while. <laughs> <laughs> He's played a little joke on us then. I'll like, never come back kind of thing, you know. Okay. Maybe you've all got something for that one. Uh, nope. question... <laughs> question seven. Do, 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 do. Yeah, all right. Don't spoil it. <laughs> so, question seven. Okay, you're all going to have to mute yourself for this one because it's a bit quiet. But it's very iconic, and I had to get it. So just mute yourself for like two minutes. Oh, 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 oh! I think I know that. Okay, one more time. Obscure, but I think I know it. I think I know it, but I've got two options. <sighs> okay, question nine. Oh, I love it. Literally, my favourite sound effect of all time. <laughs> <laughs> I do love Paul when he's half cut. It's like the other one was his favourite sound of all time. Now this one's his favourite. Every one of these is going to be his favourite sound. Uh, of hold all on, time. hold on. The other one's my favourite sound. This is my favourite sound effect. It's okay, okay. Ready? One more time, just for Paul. Thanks. Uh, and another time for Paul. <laughs> oh, he's so erect right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <Ow>, my earbuds. <laughs> okay, question ten. <laughs> Got something that might interest you. <laughs> Be a boy. Got a selection of good things on sale, stranger. Is that all, stranger? Okay. <laughs> I'll play that one for you one more time just to give people a chance. Oh, please don't. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. God, that was horrifying. <laughs> Question eleven. Oh my this, God, is, more. this is a toughie. This is a toughie. Yeah, that's pretty fucking vague. What the fuck? That could be just you scratching your ass, mate. Okay, I'm going to give you a clue to go with it. Ooh. When you are hearing that sound, it is the only time 
you are safe in that game. Oh, okay. Play again. Oh, maybe not. Okay. Nope. <laughs> you are going to kick yourself when you hear that. Okay. Question 12. How does that go to the button? Have you kind of like added any kind of extra effects? Nope. These? Like, as in maybe you might have got one and boosted the gain to like a few decibels or whatever? Nope. Okay. Question. Sorry, sorry. Sorry. Question 12. One more time. Getting tough now. That wasn't. Yeah, it was. What? <laughs> uh. Question 13. God will explode. Oh, yeah. One more time. God will explode. I have an idea, but I don't think. Oh, no. No. That one is particularly difficult. Oh, thanks. It's okay. And question 14. I'm gonna look there, <laughs> Let me just I get to my favorite part. So we're just going to power through each one and see what we liked the most. Starting with EA Play. Ugh. It's like starting. It's like it's like having a Christmas dinner and then starting with broccoli, isn't it? Well, I mean, it's hard. <laughs> oh, don't dish broccoli. No, yeah, you're right. I apologize. It's hard to get excited by another update of another game that's been out for the last twenty years. What game has been out for twenty years? Well, FIFA twenty. FIFA 20. That's true. <laughs> oh, yeah, all right. Fair enough. I'm sorry. I mean, he's not wrong, but... <laughs> yeah, no, he's not wrong. He's not wrong. He's not wrong. As, just, as always, we have to just take a little bit of a diversion to get there. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, EA Play wasn't necessarily a conference. It was more of a small EA just going, hey, we have stuff. And what they're, what they're showing, they show primarily 
uh, sports titles and a couple of updates to Anthem. Was there was there any talk of Anthem at this thing? I think there was uh, a very brief, like, two or three minutes. Yeah, I think they dedicated, like, three sentences of the whole thing to Anthem. Just to say, <laughs> Anthem's still a thing! Yay! <laughs> well done! I, I actually don't care anymore, because I sold it to CEX for, like, 20 quid. Bonus. Oh my God. You over. absolutely mugged them off. Wow, <laughs> well done. <laughs> Who the fuck's going to buy Anthem? Do you know what I mean? Why? <laughs> they lose. Suckers! <laughs> <laughs> you need you hosting oh god we need you hosting EA play next year Paul yeah right <laughs> I do with Anthem no who the fuck cares nobody fucking cares about Anthem let's move on <laughs> do you know what I would probably respect EA more if they said that than if they said yeah whatever they're still doing it or something fucking <laughs> Anthem the biggest thing of course from EA play was the gameplay for Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order which was like a big kind of 15 minute chunk of Jedi goodness, which looks suspiciously like the Force Unleashed, just looks a bit shinier. Uh, Sean, do you have any thoughts on the Jedi Fallen Order gameplay? I loved it. I when I, when I first saw it, I thought it was a bit um, generic, but obviously saw Guerrera's in the demo and from Rogue One, and that was a really nice tie-in. And then, so people who've been at EA and played the demo say that yes, it does look generic, but actually there's quite a bit of challenge in the combat, and the person demoing it's actually Pretty damn good. So it's it's apparently pretty damn good from all the previews that are coming out so far. Oh, good. Well, that's something. Um, the gameplay did look uh, pretty cool. I thought I didn't I didn't wasn't blown away by it at all, but I thought it looked uh, pretty fun. That's about what I expected. Uh, Paul, did you uh, did you like Jedi Fallen Order? Yeah, it looked alright. It's um, I say I wasn't blown away by it. You know, when you sometimes you see games, you think holy fuck shit, I need to get that game as soon as possible. Yes. It, it didn't sort of have that effect on me, but you just think, well, you know, this is Respawn, um, and they do great things, so you've got to love and have respect and faith in Respawn. Um, but it looked great, it looked tight, the gameplay looked good. I don't, I don't mind the third person. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't mind the Force Unleashed, to be fair. I mean, it was a bit ropey, but it had its moments, which were quite cool. So, yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it's good. It's all right. You know, didn't blow my mind, but, you know, I'm happy with it. Fair enough. Greg, do you have any thoughts on Jedi Fallen Order? Yeah, I actually went the opposite way. I saw that first trailer and thought it looked a bit... The animation was a bit Clone Wars-y, that over-the-top blocky style, and I went, oh, I'm not interested. And then I saw the gameplay and thought, no, I'm actually quite liking this. I know I took the piss on my tweet and said, you know, combat from Sekiro runs like Lego. But I actually quite like the look of it. Um, Can't get me enough of the uh, Soulsborne games anyway. I mean, yeah, it might be... An eight-hour level, uh, an eight-hour game through linear levels and whatever. But considering the absence of Star Wars thirteen thirteen, I think we need a good, decent single-player Star Wars game, and I'm quite happy to welcome that. Nice. Oh, that's universally positive from us there. I I'm, being uh... I'm being chipper for once. Yeah. Hey. Can somebody, can somebody mark this down? Paul just said that he quite liked the look of a game. I think we need to mark this as a public holiday every year. Um, <laughs> so just everyone take note of 14th of June every year. We're all going to take a day off and celebrate <laughs> all liking a game that one time. Okay. <laughs> just about. Uh, did, did, is this game, does this game use the Frostbite engine? Put your answer on that. No. It doesn't. Okay. So no. is, it, is it a new engine or is it like a, just a standard? It's, I, think, I think it's Unreal. Oh, is it really? Okay. Yeah, I think they they didn't force um, 
them to use Frostbite, despite this is because obviously um, the head of respawn, the head of respawn is now one of the EA executives. He stepped up to become a board member, so he had pretty much a say on what happened with the game. So wow. they didn't they didn't force them to use an engine they weren't happy with, which I thought was really cool. So yes, totally excellent. Right, well, move on then. Well done, EA Play. Good oh, good show. There was. An update to uh, Apex Legends, uh, the Season 2 trailer. Uh, some new maps coming to Battlefield 5. And, and, uh, and that was about it. So let's move on <laughs> to the very first major conference, uh, which is, of course, the Xbox E3 briefing. And this one made the headlines, and it will be memorable for basically one moment and one moment only, and none of them were involved in the games, which I thought was quite funny. But what they did show was all rather impressive, and... I guess the main question is, Sean, has any of this convinced you to get an Xbox? Nope. Right. Uh, okay. <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't think I've ever seen a misfire as big as this as, as since Phil Spencer took over. I'll be honest. It, if anything, it did, it did more to tell me that I don't need an Xbox. And it was like, and, and to be fair to Microsoft, they don't, they don't really want me to have an Xbox anymore. They just want me to subscribe to whatever service they can provide on whatever platform I have. So props to them. They they pretty much showed... I'll, 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 I'll wait till we get to the, the whole Scarlet discussion to really go off on them. But everything they showed on stage that I thought looked any good was multi-platform. And I already own a platform that will already play that game. So as a sales pitch, it was pretty rotten. I see, Greg. As the uh, as the the sole Xbox owner of Finger Guns, um, were you uh, happy or satisfied with the uh, conference, or do you think they could have done a bit more? Uh, I was different, really. I don't really have an opinion on the Xbox. I know I own one, but I, I'm kind of gearing away from it. I don't really enjoy playing my Xbox much at the moment, but that's a separate issue. Uh, so no, I wasn't really that. I'm kind of like Sean, really, just not that interested anymore. I'd like to see them change something that'll blow my socks off but no i mean a lot of the first party titles i'm not really interested in and like sean said everything that is interesting is going to be multi-platform anyway well we had a quick note at the trailers i mean there's the outer worlds which is multi-platform i believe yep yep uh bleeding edge from ninja theory which is a a four on four online shooter which i wasn't expecting from uh, ninja theory but never mind Can, can we talk about how good the characters were in that trailer like uh, I... no, because <laughs> they were generic as fuck. What? There was an old age picture in a cyber suit. It looked like Overwatch DLC. Yeah, granted. <laughs> 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 and I, I, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really uh, liked this, the start of that presentation where they said, "This is something we've been working on for years." So at the beginning of their presentation, they came out and said, Ninja Theory, we've been working on this for years. And they said that line specifically because there was a lot of... So when the game leaked a couple of days before the E3 started, the entire internet went apeshit saying, oh, look at Xbox, they're forcing Ninja Theory to make a multiplayer game for Game Pass. And obviously Ninja Theory were like, nope, we've been trying this for years. Um, So yeah, props to them for sticking to the vision, but I don't... You know, it's that is a Marmite game, and um, I don't like Marmite. 
<laughs> <laughs> All right. That is Mama Game. I don't like Marmite. Sean Davies on Bleeding Edge 2019. <laughs> oh, God. Box growth. Here we go. <laughs> Following that was a game I am looking forward to, and I will probably get on Game Pass, um, on PC Game Pass at least, was uh, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, which uh, last week we discussed Ori, and I couldn't believe that this wasn't already out because I thought it was. But now it's coming February the 11th of 2020, which still feels like a long time away. Jesus. But it looked beautiful. And it hasn't convinced me to get an Xbox again, but I'll definitely check it out when it arrives on Game Pass, for sure. Anyone got any thoughts on Ori and the Will of the Wisps? Yeah, um, I'm I'm quite keen on it. I haven't finished the first one yet, just because I'm stuck on one bit that is kicking my ass. And I keep going back to it. And I keep getting stuck on it, so I leave it and I go back. But I need to finish it in time for the new one. So, yeah, I'm I'm in the Team Ori boat. Oh, man, you're going to delete it just as you get to the final boss, aren't you? Which makes me... Oh! <laughs> <laughs> uh, then we saw Minecraft Dungeons, which, uh, I don't know, is it Davies Household excited about Minecraft Dungeons? Oh, for God's sake, yes, they are. <laughs> yeah. And I watched that and thought... There's no possible way I'm buying that. And then the next day I showed the, the trailer to the kids and it was like, yeah! And I was like, but we've already got this game like 50 times, but it's just not got Minecraft skins. And they're like, I don't care! <laughs> <laughs> so yes, we will be playing Minecraft Dungeons. Uh, you showed the, them the... the problem there was showing your kids. Yeah, exactly. You showed them the trailer and that was it. Yeah, but the thing is, it's like my, my kids really get into the whole, you know, looking at game stuff. And I really like to see the excitement in their faces. But the problem is they always get excited with the wrong stuff. Like, <laughs> I, I show I them a trailer for something I think is amazing. They're like, turn it off. And then I show them a trailer for this and they're like, buy it now! And I'm like, it's not out yet! And they're like, make it out now! <laughs> so, I'd like to think your kids have all got the same voice that you have. I love that. Absolutely love that. That was my kids. Did you not? Like that? <laughs> Uh, then we got a uh, we got a trailer for Jedi Fallen Order, and then Blair Witch, which is a brand new horror game. Uh, which that entire trailer I thought was Alan Wake two. It's not though. They have they have made a Blair Witch game before, haven't they? That book of book of secrets. Book of, book of secrets. That's the one. Yeah. Yeah, I just it, it just surprised me. I thought the way it was going, it looked Alan Wakey, and I thought that's what it was, but it wasn't. Oh, uh, I'd love an Alan Wake too, but that's not oh, going to happen. Uh, one day, you never know. And then, a small game called Cyberpunk 2077 hit the stage. Greg, talk to me about Cyberpunk 2077. Oh, I was going to save it for our, our later segment, but oh my god, I'm so looking forward to it. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm a big Cyberpunk fan anyway. I love my synthwave music, and they kind of go hand in hand. So, you know, growing up on manga, like Cyber City, Guido, and Akira, Ghost in the Shell, so I am all over it. I think Keanu Reeves came out on stage. And that was just amazing. Uh, that, yeah. That You're breathtaking. <laughs> You're breathtaking. <laughs> Do you know what's really annoying? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to interject quickly. The guy that was obnoxious enough, I don't know if you, I know you three have heard about this, but to anyone else listening, the guy that was obnoxious enough to shout your breathtaking at Keanu Reeves, which got that response, got offered a collector's edition of the game when it comes out by CD Projekt Red, which is jammy. And yes. it just goes to show that rewarding someone for being obnoxious is going to cause all kinds of other things in the future. But he's now turned it down. Yeah, he has. <laughs> what a right. douche. I know, he's trying to, I know he said, no, donate to a charitable cause, which is going to make me sound like a bellend for calling him a douche. 
But those things are going to be like gold dust. No, I mean, he he turned it down. And he went, thank you, but why don't you take all this goodwill that we built up going viral with Keanu Reeves and then donate, like, bikes to charities, which goes from some goes from Project Red spending like 250 quid on, on a collector's edition to like $3,000. Yeah, like I said, he's a douche. It's like... Mm, I, Can't he have I both? Get, <laughs> I get the... Uh, I, get, I, I understand the sentiment. I know, I know. It seems a bit... Hmm, don't know about that. I know, it, it's, it's a weird turn of events that someone being obnoxious has now turned that into goodwill. So I suppose it is... In a way, it's redeeming of his obnoxiousness in the first place. And that is a that is a good thing that he's doing. It's just, come on, man, collect edition. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> going back to Keanu, when that happened, I was watching the uh, I was watching it with with Jay, and I visibly and audibly gasped and screamed when he just when he sort of knelt down. I was like, "Wake the fuck up, samurai! We got a city to burn!" And I just I lost my mind. And then he came out, and I just I lost it completely, like everyone else did. Imagine, can you imagine being in that room. Oh. Can you imagine how, how uh, Chris reacted? Chris Wall, like Keanu's biggest fan. Oh, right, yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> I mean, he's already super hyped for uh, Cyberpunk, isn't he? Yes. I imagine that rendered him catatonic. <laughs> Katie, oh, was the same. Katie was the same as um, Jamie. It, like, I'm sat here. Katie's sitting next to me on a phone. Absolutely no interest in what's going on on the TV. And then Keanu Reeves walks in the room and suddenly... She's very interested in games all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is this is all that she wants to... What's this game? What, how can I play this game? Why, why is Keanu in the game? <laughs> I mean, he is he is a charming man. Oh, he's the best. And the, uh, he's playing a character called Johnny Silverhand who guides you along your way on your quest. Is that is that because he's got a silver hand? There you go, see? Hey. Oh, it all works mind, out in the mind end. Mind blown. They, they followed that up with an indie title called Spiritfarer. Which looks very nice and lovely, but it was the yes, wrong game does. to choose after that moment. Because... Yeah, I think everyone it it it's like having a massive band on stage and then the unknown opener coming out afterwards. Is everyone going? All right, cool. Yeah. <laughs> I I quite look. I'm I'm actually team sort of Spiritfarer because I played the last uh, thingy Lotus Thunder Lotus game, uh, Sundered. Mm. So I'm looking forward to it. And guess what? I also quit on the last boss on that as well. <laughs> it is so difficult. Um, no, I, I I didn't play the previous one. Uh, Jotun. Jotunheim? No, Jotun, I think it was called. But I played Sundered, and I absolutely loved it. Uh, so I quite like the style that uh, Thunder Lotus go for. So I'm, oh. I'm kind of looking forward to it. It's a different kind of game, I think. But it shall be interesting. Nice, it looks fun. Uh, then they got, then Battletoads arrived, cool. which looks like what? which looks like something. Uh, yeah, there's a there's a remake of Battletoads incoming with yeah, Turbo I Tunnel. And I, was like, I was thinking to myself, what? Why? It's like, it's like <laughs> Bubsy yeah. and, and and all these other games that just don't need to come back. The <laughs> They're going to bring back Battletoads. Fuck them off. Why not bring back Turtles of Time? They did, and it wasn't very good. Yeah, That's yeah, true. but do it right. It should be done. Yeah, the trailer was uh, the trailer was all right, but um, people seem to be, it, it, it's playable on the show floor at E3, and people have seem to be enjoying it. So we'll see. That's um, because it's was... easy. <laughs> That's <laughs> because easy. Battletoads was the hardest game of all time, and this one is accessible and easy. So you know, big change for them. 
Uh, then we got the Indie Scissor Reel and the Game Pass Scissor Reel. Game Pass, still awesome, if you were wondering. Uh, then Flight Simulator. That's coming back and coming to Game Pass. It looks so good. It looks beautiful, doesn't it? It's a madness. That, that is absolutely madness, that game. I can't. I cannot fathom how good that game looks. It looks photorealistic. Maybe it is, I don't know. But it was um, it was very impressive. And then Age of Empires 2. Depending what? Well, I was say, my old man, he'd been playing Flight Simulator since, I don't know, 95 or whenever it first came out. And even then, even though it's like fucking Mode 7 or whatever, like flying around, it was impressive, the scale of it. Do you know what I mean? The scale of it. You need to get on Xbox? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, then there was Age of Empires 2 Definitive Edition, which will please some people, I'm sure. Um, and then Wasteland 3. Who knew Wasteland needed a 3 core? But apparently that's happening. <laughs> the fuck's a Wasteland? No one's got anything to say about that, okay. I, I quite enjoyed the second one, and I'm glad that they're making a third. It's the, um, one of these um, top-down XCOM-style games, um, but with like permadeath. And it, it's okay. Mm. And it, it's, it's <laughs> one of those series that just keeps rolling. And in exile, you know, they they got bought by Microsoft, and now they've got a big budget to go out and do what they wanted. So, good on them, you know. And then uh, Tim Schafer came out and uh, shared the news that Double Fine have now been bought by Microsoft. So all Double Fine games, except for Psychonauts Two, from here on in, will be Xbox only. Which <sighs> seems to go against everything Tim Schafer is about. I find it very strange. Yeah, because only had roots in you know PC gaming and that and everything was multi-format it seems a bit but then if someone offers you a lot of money you know what are you gonna do yeah you know, I, I really like how microsoft are now just going out to all the old white rich developers and going hey do you want some more money and they're all like yeah cool <laughs> yeah <laughs> like every studio they bought is just like one old schooly developer who set up a studio and tip shave is no different i really like his games and i'm a bit pissed that i'll have to read that get them on you know, X Cloud or buy an Xbox to play them now. But, you know, there's all the memories of, you know, Sitland Monkey Island and all the good games that he made. Right, Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker Saga came next, which I imagine, Sean, you're a bit excited about. I am very excited about. Yes. I I have a friend who works at TT and they've been working on this new engine for years. And it's very pretty. It is very pretty, isn't it? Like, I honestly thought that was like, you know, CGI trailer pulled together, but apparently that's how it's going to look. And it is looking very good. All nine films, lots of levels, very good graphics, two-player, multiplayer, 200-plus characters to play as. It's going to be sweet. Oh, yeah, good old TT. There's some great screenshots going around. Some of the lighting in this game is crazy. I do want to mention a game called 12 Minutes, which was announced during the um, uh, during the Xbox briefing. It's uh, this top-down kind of like mystery horror game i don't really know how to explain it but it looks fan bloody tastic and yeah. i'm going to be all over that when it arrives i can't really explain it i suggest just go and check out the trailer 12 minutes e3 2019 it was brilliant and uh, i really hope that's not an exclusive because i want to play that badly it's not Whee! okay finishing off then we did have gears of war 5 now can anyone explain that trailer no of the woman just there with all with all the heads coming out and a bit no. of billy eilish nope okay I'm assuming someone in Gears of War lore will be able to explain that, but I don't know what that means. It looks interesting, I guess. I don't think I don't think anybody understood that trailer, to be honest. I don't, yeah. I don't, I'm not seeing a single person sit down and go, oh, what a good trailer. 
I've not heard a single thing from the internet about it, apart from the fact that they used a song from an artist who's not old enough to play the game, which is, you know, a bit weird. You know, Billie Eilish. She's awesome. That album's great. They also had a Terminator tie-in, which looks pretty cool. I mean, Gears of War and Terminator, you put them together, it makes sense, doesn't it? I honestly thought for a second, obviously last week we were talking about predictions from A3, and Paul had brought up the Terminator game. I honestly thought he'd randomly stumbled on the biggest E3 trailer. <laughs> when that music kicked in, I was like, no way are they announcing a Terminator game. And it wasn't. It was just crappy DLC. But you know, <laughs> for a second, I was like, holy shit, Paul's like a genius. Just for a second, though. Don't worry. It passed. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> All right. Let's, uh, okay. Let's shoot through Microsoft now. Uh, Dying Light 2. Everyone yeah. looking forward to that? Yep. I like the first one. First one was dope. Um, terrified this shit out of me. I'm not playing that. <laughs> um, Lego DLC for Forza Horizon 4. This was an exciting trailer. I know that um, the mighty Chris Scullion is very excited about this. Yes. Why is the point? It's just Lego DLC for Forza, man. You don't have to think about it. Too late. I thought about it. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's because everybody wants another Lego races, don't they? Yeah, <laughs> maybe they do. I say yes. everyone. I know some people are very keen on that game, so maybe it's just like a you're not going to get Lego races, but here's what we can do for you. Sticking it in Forza, it's going to be the best looking Lego game of all time. I wonder if TT had anything to do with it. Not that I can see. No, I didn't see anything either. Okay. Um, Gears Pop coming to mobile. Looking forward to that. Next. Um, anyone still playing State of Decay 2? No. Right. Uh, Fantasy Start Online 2? I had a soft spot for it on the Dreamcast, but I'm not going to Pretty bother with this one. Uh, Crossfire X was a big deal that they made, and then it turned out to be nothing really all that special. Well, just just uh, like oh, well, Microsoft. <laughs> <laughs> they dropped it. They did the exact same thing they did last year. Phil Spencer stood in the crowd last year at E3, go went a big speech about this game, and it turned out to be Kingdom Hearts fucking three coming to Xbox for the first time ever, and that's a big deal. Now. This might be a big deal to a lot of people, but I have not seen anything good about this game from anyone yet. Uh, it looks generic, just from the, uh, the the steel that Google have taken on a YouTube thing. The steel just looks generic and boring. So mm, it looks just... like video game. The game. Well, the game. Remedy are doing the single player content for this, and they've been working on it for years. Um, ah. So it might actually not be too bad, but they've also had to obviously cater to a very um, Eastern audience, something they haven't historically done in their games. So, you know, it might be, it might be weird is what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm quite is excited it... to see what that is, to be honest, because Remedy tell good stories, but they, they're working with somebody else on somebody else's game. So just want to see how that turns out. Do you think this has anything to do with uh, Microsoft trying to push Xboxes in the East? For sure. Yeah, that's what I thought. Uh, Tales of Arise? Does that get anyone excited? Yeah, I liked uh, Best Barrier. Cool. Cool. That's coming uh, this year, I think. Uh, Borderlands 3. Uh, yeah, uh, another, tra- uh, another trailer for that. We know what's going on. It's all good. Elden Ring. This is the From Software George RRRR Aman game. Uh, Greg, I'm going to go to you. Are you going to finish this one? Oh, well, if anything, like George R.R. R. Martin's work anyway, I don't think anyone does ever finish it, do they? Hey! Oh, <laughs> sick burn! But, um, sh- <laughs> I, yeah, will, I, mean, I will I will, reserve judgment until it comes out, but uh, if you've got 
from behind it, then yeah, it could be good. Cool. Have we, have we seen anything actual of Elden no. Ring? No. Yeah. Fair enough. Watch that trailer, and there was obviously bits that didn't look like they were CGI enough to be a CGI trailer. Mm. So, like, obviously, the, the guy putting his armor on, it just looked a bit cack. So, I was just wondering if that was maybe like an in game trailer rather than a CGI trailer, you know, showy reel. But obviously, I don't think anyone really knows right now. <laughs> yeah, I think it's still very early days for that one. I think that'll be a Scarlet game, to be honest. Finished off, of course, with Halo Infinite, which they confirmed will be a launch title for Project Scarlet with a fancy trailer, which I am. I am led to believe is the opening cinematic for Halo Infinite, which is cool. Very interesting. Very classic Halo. Anyone excited about this? Because I am. Tell you what, you tell me why you're excited first. Well, it's Master Chief, isn't it? I mean, he's okay. my boy. Um, my, my, my Xbox Life, as, as many others, started with Halo. And I've played all of them. And a new one that has the original music, has the original kind of like sound effects and Master Chief looking actually green again instead of like his weird brownie colour that he ended up being in the last few games. Um, there seems to be a real push to make it feel very classic and very traditional. Very old school Halo. And so that, that gets me going. Okay. That doesn't sound too weird. No, that, that's fair enough. Why? Okay, here's, here's my problem with this whole trailer, okay? <laughs> All right, go for it. Phil Spencer stands there and he says, we built a console, Xbox Scarlet, We've learned from the past, you know, we built a console which is designed for one thing, and that's games. And then he says, here's a cutscene. Why the fucking hell did he show a cutscene? That's a good point. Like, okay, we, we, you've just introduced it as a console for playing games, and you literally showed a fucking movie. And it's like, if you're going to, like, you can completely understand why Sony have been completely quiet and not shown anything yet. Because that was a terrible, terrible advertisement for a new console. That was like, I mean, to be fair, that, that trailer wasn't as graphically, you know, wowing as I was really expecting it to be. You know, that no, did that not look true. like a, a, a generational jump. That looked like, you know, A Plague's Tale, which, mm. you know, is from an AA studio and did an amazing job. But it didn't look as good as that. And then that was the thing that you introduced people with. That was, I, I was honestly confused. Is that what they're going with? It just it just felt really kind of why the why did you bother? Just just announce that it's coming out and then wait. Because what they've just done is just said, here's here's the new Halo. It's not gonna look as good as you know you probably were expecting. Um, but this is gonna be the flagship title for the new console, which is just daft. Mm. That's a fair point. Boggled my brain. That's fair. Yeah. I just think That's Xbox fair. have really messed up this year. I'm with Sean. They had like this massive opportunity, um, as Sony wasn't around, to really just come out, well, throwing fists around and everything. But they didn't. There's not one game, apart from maybe Blair Witch, that kind of caught my interest, that stands out as like something I must have. They, I don't know. I know, I know they bought out all these studios, and maybe it's a bit too soon to expect like, like amazing games from them, because they announced it last year. But... No, man, absolutely, absolutely ruined it. I am absolutely more convinced than ever, than ever, that I should not own an Xbox. Wow. Yeah. I imagine that's probably the exact opposite they were going for. 
They're trying to, you know, hey man, with this Xbox One X and Xbox One is still going, all these games, all these game studios come to the family, they're going, but it's like, no thanks. <laughs> I, like, I like my little Rebel Rogue called PlayStation or Switch, even, or, you know, even my fucking iPhone's more entertaining than the Xbox. Do you know what I mean? It's stupid. <laughs> and then you, um, there, the lack of um, presentation for xCloud was really telling, I think. They yeah. said it like it was like a brief couple of sentences before they broke into Scarlet. And that was really strange because I was expecting a blowout. And they just like, oh, yeah, that's the thing that's happening. I don't know if they had their, they had to sort of like move their hand because of Stadia or, or what, but they just, I don't know, just didn't really push it as much as I expected them to. I actually think, I honestly do believe that Microsoft actually do not know what to do right now. I think um, they, they've launched Xbox One along with the PS4 and they expected to carry on the, the, the tide of the Xbox 360, which won that console war. Uh, and they expected to carry on to this generation. Then PlayStation come along and just like, say, no, Frank, we're going to do something a bit different. PlayStation won this generation, no doubt. And Xbox thinking, now what the fuck do we do? Because they've kind of lost all that market share they, they gained with the 360. They've lost it all. Uh, you know, in the Xbox One, they've got to try and build it up again. And I think they're thinking, I don't, I don't think they know what to do, to be fair. How do you, how do you win back your, your core audience you once had that, you know, when you won the console war, how do you win them back when they've all now got PlayStations and, and whatever else? The same way the uh, PlayStation won back from Xbox 360, I guess. Yeah, but they haven't done it. That's my point. They haven't done it this year. They, this is their chance to do it, but they haven't. There's not one thing that they said on this. E3 that makes me want to buy an Xbox One or get onto xCloud or get invested in the Scarlet. Not one single thing. I don't care if they just disappeared and died forever. I really don't care. Nothing, nothing, you know, there's, there's no reason for them to be in the console market anymore. Maybe they maybe they do go like Sega. Maybe maybe they do trans- transition off. Maybe Scarlet is the last console. Yeah, maybe, yeah. It, like the xCloud thing was super confusing because if you actually read what you get with xCloud, so any game that you get with your ultra, your ultimate pass, you can stream on xCloud, which is like amazing. Mm. So and like you you instantly have access to like two hundred games that you can stream through Xbox Games Pass, the ultra, ultimate edition. It's like why didn't you say that? <laughs> Why don't you stand on stage and make a huge deal about the fact that basically Stadia is dead in the water on day one? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. True. No, they, it's true. They didn't. They're like, they had wins. They had the, basically the goal was open. The goalie is dead. The ball yes. is on the line. And they fucking swung and kicked the air. And it was amazing. <laughs> I'm sorry, Greg. I just made a football analogy. I love that analogy. It's fantastic. It's spot on as well. It's uh, it's bonkers, 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 and you should die. That's the Finger Guns review. Of the <laughs> <Xbox> <laughs> <movie>. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> oh okay. Let's move on to Bethesda, who were next up, and they had a I thought was quite a good conference, if not incredible, but quite good. They kicked off with Elder Scrolls Blades, the mobile game, which is coming to Switch. Which is exciting, cool. I guess. Free to play, and if you have a account, you can move that account to Switch. Which, if you're playing it, I'm sure that's pretty exciting. You get a nice big screen to play it on now. Good for you. How exciting. Then Todd Howard came out and was like, they did mention Fallout 76, and he did mention how bad it's been. <laughs> and um, they discussed 
what they're going to do next and what they're going to do next. They have Wastelanders, which is a big old uh, DLC pack coming. And they made a massive deal about adding NPCs, which is just incredible. Wow. I'm so excited. That's like releasing a football game and then patching it six months down the line with a ball. (laughs) (laughs) Can can we, we, we need to mention the, the guy that stood on stage from Bethesda and said about Fallout 76, without you guys, without the fans, you, you know, we would be nothing. You guys keep us on check, which is basically saying thank you very much for all those death threats. Yeah. They, <laughs> they really helped to motivate us to make this game better, which is bonkers. That is my word of the day. I um, love it. <laughs> They've added a battle royale to Fallout 76, uh, which is which is phenomenal. Uh, called Nuclear Winter, which is currently free to play right now. Um, so, Sean, we need to get on that before it closes. Well, will do. Can, can we also mention that like Fallout as a series has always been bad nukes, bad war, and now we've got a battle royale mode, <laughs> <laughs> which is like total whiplash. Just like... <laughs> war is insane. bad. It destroyed the world. Now go and fight for becoming the overseer. It's just what the <laughs> fuck. Oh dear. Stunning. That's Fallout 76. It's currently free to play uh, with a free trial on Xbox and PS4 and PC if you want to check it out, which I have done this week. And it's definitely something. But yeah, Sean, we need to play Nuclear Winter because I think it might be quite fun. Nice. Um, and then they, re- they unveiled a new game called Ghostwire Tokyo. Now, it didn't do a lot for me. I, I was more excited about what they revealed later on, but Ghostwire Tokyo looks quite interesting, and I think it might be a Greg Hicks kind of game. It is. Uh, yeah, I was a big evil. I was, I was quite a big evil within fan, so I am curious, optimistic. I haven't seen much other than the trailer, but I'm uh, I'm looking forward to it. It could be interesting. Yeah, let's go. Ghostwire Tokyo looks interesting, obviously by the guys that made Evil Within, so. It's got some, uh, some good pedigree behind it. As long as it doesn't pull the old switcheroo that the first Evil Within did. I like Evil Within. I will kind of defend them a little bit, but the first one was a bit bullshit. And every reviewer said this, so I'm I'm not the only one that feels this, but okay. when, you, uh, when you start the game and you start off sneaking around, you think, oh, it's an actual horror title. You know, it's, it's got that pedigree of Resident Evil behind it. Uh, and you think, oh, it's going to be an actual horror game. And then you it just goes all out action and over the top and you think yeah you bait and twitched us and then the second one capitalized on that and made it more open world uh, sort of stealthy survival horror but with action in it as well so i think they kind of accepted what they were after the first game so as mm. long as as long as this one doesn't pull some absolutely banana switch and messes us right up i'm waiting for death stranding to do that but <laughs> uh, did you beat evil within yes Oh, well done, Greg. Yes. Go go and play go and go and play Sundered. Go and play Sekiro and tell me that, you know. Oh, tell me they're not difficult games. Challenge accepted. Uh, with uh, the Elder Scrolls online Elsewhere. Sean, do you know how to pronounce this yet? Elsewhere. Elsewhere. There you go. They showed a cinematic trailer for the Elder Scrolls online DLC. Exciting for those who are playing Elder Scrolls online. And then Commander Keen, which is coming Junior, to iOS. Junior and comes granddad. It's just like there's a remake of Commander Keen coming to mobile, which is an interesting thing to drop in the middle of your E3 conference. Yeah, I, you know, 
props to them because you know at the end of the day mobile gaming is actually pretty big nowadays i know you know mobile games aren't the real gamers as, as some hmm. popular youtubers would have you believe but you know at the end of the day so many games sell so much better on iphone and android than they do on pc or consoles so fair play to them for putting a mobile game on the stage in e 3 it's brave really freaking brave um and it does look all right. I mean, it looks fun. Looks like I could play it while I'm sitting on the toilet, that's for sure. Hooray! Poop Woo! games! Let's Very do it! Exciting! <laughs> a whole new genre. Um, and then they showed some DLC for Rage 2. Um, I've got a couple of friends of mine who play Rage 2 religiously and they love it. So uh, this got them very excited. Um, I still haven't played it. Has anyone played it? I want to, but I'm not rushing out to buy it. Okay. It'll be on sale soon enough, I'm sure. I think it's on sale right now in Days of Play, actually, if I remember rightly. Um, and then we got a new trailer for Youngblood, Wolfenstein, which I'm very excited about. Uh, yeah, that, it does look good. I haven't uh, played much of the second one yet, though, but I need to. Uh, the new Colossus is brilliant, and this is, of course, coming out at 25 quid. So it might be worth just jumping on, because it looks really fun. Oh, okay. Bargain, that is. So is yeah. it going to be like the, the old... Uh, was it, what was the, the add-on for... Not the add-on. Oh, um, uh, the old blood. Or yeah, is it going to be a bit more like that? Uh, maybe it doesn't look. It looks very different in tone to um, to the new Colossus. It's got like an eighties kind of neon vibe to it. So I don't think it's going to play an awful lot like the old blood, but it does look a lot of fun. And so okay. looking forward to that. Um, of course, if you get the deluxe edition, you can play it with a friend and no extra cost. That's exciting, Ooh. isn't it? So yeah, then they followed it up with a game called Deathloop, uh, which that trailer looked. Uh, freaking awesome. I don't know if anyone else agrees. The trailer did, yeah, but that's the problem with trailers, isn't it? <laughs> that's true. Yeah, we know very little else about this game so far. It just, it just seems like it's putting another spin on the arena shooter, because you die and then respawn and go back and kill the person that killed you. So... I, I, I'm gonna go and buy it anyway, because it's arcane, and they, you know, they only ever do immersive sims. You know, everyone at that studio says, we're only ever gonna do immersive sims. So I'm very much looking forward to that because if it is immersive sim and not just an arena shooter, it's going to be good and I want death loop in my death hoop. Cool. I think one of those people that goes, what do they make Dishonored 3 instead? No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, nobody bought Dishonored 2, so nobody wants that. Boo on them. <laughs> and then they finished off with Doom Eternal. Uh, anyone excited about Doom Eternal? Yeah. yeah. I, I, I played Doom 16. Just the ones through. I, I couldn't see myself playing it over and over and over again, but the new one shall carry on that sort of standard. I will be looking forward to it. I am very much looking forward to the multiplayer, um, which they showed, which is the whole two demons, one Doom Slayer, which looks perfect for a Banger Guns stream. I don't know. I, I'm not excited about it, but uh, I'm sure I can probably get my own twisted. It does look like a lot of fun, but Doom is Doom, you know. I think you're either in it or you're not, and I'm not really in it, but doesn't look hugely exciting to me. Deathloop and, um, and Wolfenstein were my two big takeaways from this conference. But um, yeah, I can't talk about the guy. Did anyone actually watch the full conference? Yeah. No. Just catch up with the trailers. I did not. There, there was a guy during the Elder Scrolls online. Oh, I've heard just, about this. Yes. He was so over-enthused um, that it, it was a concern to the point that we thought he might have been a, a kind of a, a dropped in a there shield. by Bethesda to get excited about things. And... Um, uh, Sissy Jones tweeted, uh, sorry, she uh, posted on Instagram 
that she was at the Bethesda conference. Assumingly, she's in one of the games. I don't, I don't know which one. I asked her how loud was that guy in the room, and she just replied back in capital letters, so loud. <laughs> so yeah. very, very loud. <laughs> it was. It got awkward, I think, after a while. Yeah, the, the developer's face was a picture. You know, he's trying to deliver a very precise PR pitch, and every other sentence he's kind of having to stop mid-sentence because there's just guys just going, yeah, woo! <laughs> yeah. Like, what? why? He's, he's just said a name. It's like, <laughs> chill, man. Jesus. Yeah, it was too much. It was too much. It must have been his first D3, you know? He got, he got very excited. And they were giving out drinks outside, so he probably took full advantage. <laughs> <laughs> probably, probably full up on Bugle as well, wasn't it, let's be honest. Yeah. yeah. i tell you what, Paul, should we move on to Ubisoft? Oh, yes, please. All right. Ubisoft came back and they started with a very nice orchestral um, advertisement for their Assassin's Creed Symphony Tour, playing some uh, select music from the Assassin's Creed franchise, which was lovely and was great and was brilliant. But I was really excited to see Just Dance open it because that's what they've done for years and they didn't do that. And it was really Yes, that's your little thing, isn't it? That's your thing you look forward to, Ubisoft. Start off with uh, Just Dance and uh, start start squealing. Just Dance. Get excited and crack on. But it wasn't to be this time. But what they did do instead was show the first gameplay of Watch Dogs Legion. Paul, Paul, tell me about Watch Dogs Legion. Fuck off, Greg. (laughs) Fuck off, Greg. Fuck off, Greg. What's wrong with you? Fuck's sake. Um, Paul, do it. I'm going to let you take this one. Okay, so I'm really excited by this because obviously uh, it's Watch Dogs. Watch Dogs 2 was fucking awesome. Uh, Watch Dogs 3 set in London, and you can control any NPC in the world. And I mean, what the that's ambitious, let's be fair. It looked great. Um, I'm really excited for it. However, I do have a couple of things. Of course, so, well, you know, I just like to you know, pose these questions just to, just to get it out of there. So, um, playing any NPC now, in theory, that sounds like the best thing in the whole entire world. I mean, we saw that we saw the the demo of that, that group of grannies, I mean, that's just so funny. Brilliant. But I started thinking, like, what other games can you play multiple NPCs? And I thought, I couldn't stop thinking about Grand Theft Auto V, where you can play three different characters. And now these three different characters, they all had their own individual, vastly different storylines, and they somehow managed to converge it and merge it. But it didn't really work. Not for me, and some of the some of the comments I've read, everyone wanted just the one character just to you know build up and you know progress the story through. So there's a little concern about having was it 20 odd NPCs you can have in your little collection. So I'm not quite sure how that's gonna work. Um I'm pretty sure Ubisoft will have nailed it and learned maybe from Ubisoft uh, uh Rockstar, but that's a little thing niggling away at the back of my head. And the other thing was it's a shame that it's um, gone back to like this kind of dystopian, dark kind of vibe. I mean, you had Watch Dogs 1, which was like just gritty, dark, rain, misery. And then you had Watch Dogs 2, which was sun and happiness and graffiti and fun stuff. So, you know, there's, there's little things that I think, oh, I just wish they'd carried on being kind of, you know, cool and happy, but maybe not. But it's above than that, it just looks normal, and that's probably the favourite game of E3, and I can't wait to get it, and it's pre-ordered. So there you go. All right. Uh, let's see if we can address those things. Um, the first the first point about the NPCs, is, it's interesting you brought that up, because the first thing I thought of when I when they actually confirmed all this 
was, huh, that's um, Watch Dogs Legion looks more GTA than Watch Dogs. And that's not necessarily a bad thing, I don't think. Um, in terms of the NPCs, I mean, there's going to be so many of them, and each of them have their own class, so they all do different things. And then you'll need to find people for certain things to do certain missions. And they'll all have their traits and things like that, whereas you know, the, the three in GTA Five, when you broke them down, they were all kind of the same person. And they all had the same abilities. And so I think the, the differences here is that every NPC is going to have one of the three traits that you need in order to complete missions. So they're all going to be different in that sense. Oh, yes, no, uh, 100%. I mean, what I've done, I think, is, is brilliant. I'm just wondering, because I, I mean, I, I was thinking more like if they had like one main character, that is a character, and then he then has to go around, I know, and then hire these other people, and you get to play them, do their missions and so on. That way you kind of get the development of the story of that character. Yeah. But if it's just like random NPC one going to NPC B or two and then to three and you're not really getting any kind of story development, I don't know. It's just I'm not quite sure how it's going to work. It's interesting. So, so yeah, well, there, there is an AI uh, assistant, which is the one that guides you through the mission and basically progresses the story as you do. But each NPC that you unlock... so. Have you ever played XCOM? Yes, yeah, I have, yeah. So, do you know how you, even though they don't have any storyline, you become attached to certain troops within XCOM? You know, you don't want your sniper to die who's, like, killed 200 aliens, but if he dies, you get a bit upset about it. That's, okay. the, yeah, yeah. that's, that's the vibe they're going for. These aren't the characters that will tell the story. They will be the characters that you help progress the story within Watch Dogs. It's like a XCOM troop, in effect, that you're basically recruiting to your, your team. You do a mission to recruit them, then they become part of your team, and you can use them in the overarching story to progress the narrative. Uh, so I didn't think about that. I, I know exactly what you mean. When you've got like a squad of, of people or something, and then one of them dies, you think, oh, fuck's sake. Exactly. Um, yeah, no, I, I didn't think about that. Exactly, um, so yeah, that might work. I, you know, I'm just, uh, just wondering. Like, Woo! Paul likes a game! Two, <laughs> two games. Definitely two holidays games. required. What is happening? <laughs> oh my god, guys, um, we're gonna have yeah, to end no, the podcast I mean, on I'm this. One hundred percent excited. <laughs> yeah, me too. I cannot wait. Cannot wait. Uh, Greg, did anything about Watch Dogs Legion get you excited? Nope. Wow. I haven't bothered with the second one because the first one bored the tits off of me. Greg, you're so stupid, man. <laughs> <laughs> no offence. <laughs> let, let me tell you something. The first one, I, I, had, it, I had it pre-ordered. I've got it. I loved it. And I, I hated it. I turned it off. Meh. Uh, the second one came out, and it was an entirely different game. And Ross will back me up here. It's one of the best games of the generation. And because I completed that and loved it, I actually went back to Watch Dogs One and completed it and really enjoyed it. When you get, when you get, you've got, yeah, forget Sekiro, man, and quit the game. Are you, are you going to retroactively go back and give World War Z a better score? No. No, I'm not going to play Watch Dogs Two then. Yeah, but unless, <laughs> unless World War Z Two comes out and I play it and love it, and then I'll go back and retroactively rescore it. How about that? No, I'm not going to play Watch Dogs Two. Just get on with it, will you? <laughs> I'm, I'm not. I'm not intelligent. Apparently, I'm not intelligent enough to play it. You just call me stupid. <laughs> I wouldn't. Listen, I wouldn't man, get the highly. I wouldn't get the uh, highly cerebral, 
highly cerebral story about millennials and hackers and lols and shit. Let us not forget, though, that the uh, the kind of style and the design of Watch Dogs 2 actually literally the finger guns thing, wasn't it? The whole graffiti kind of glitchy whole thing, you know, it inspired mm. us. At first, yeah, yeah, you totally ripped off the Watch Dogs art. 100%. And, uh, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I just thought it was so good. Do you know what I mean? I mean, okay, for that, for that, I am grateful because we are at this stage now. But I'm still not going to play it. Uh, I'm not just saying that to be stubborn. I just really don't want to play it. Lovely. It enjoy, was like five quid on PSN the other day. You should just download it just because. Look, I've already made one mistake this week, and I bought Left Alive, and it was fucking awful. I'm not making another mistake again. I made a mistake. I bought Shenmue Collection. That's fucking awful and all. Whoa. Hey, hey, you watch your <laughs> tongue, sir. <laughs> Gets a few bevies in him and suddenly he's... Uh... Oh, Jesus. Dead oh, words. I had your back this entire conversation. I was on your side this entire time, but fuck you. <laughs> I, I just dare. forgot how, how clunky it was. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's just the most clunkiest clunk game I've ever played. Oh my god. Yeah, so Ubisoft. Um, (laughs) Uh, Sean, do you want to have the final word on? Uh, I liked everything I saw. Sweet. Right. Can't wait. Very excited. Uh, Then uh, there was a Rainbow Six Clutch Royale uh, announcement. This isn't Battle Royale. I've had this confirmed to me. Um, It's just the name of their new new mode. uh, And there's also a Rainbow Six Quarantine as well, isn't there? Yeah, I was getting to that. Oh, yeah. sorry. sorry. Sequel and expansion. I got confused. All right, sorry, let's let Ross get to it. No, it's all right. It's all right. We'll, we'll jump to it now. Um, uh, yeah, it's a brand new game. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, it's a brand new uh, game coming out next year, which does is it have, does Rainbow it have Six like... and Aliens and stuff, it looks like. Oh, just make another Vegas. Yes, I was about to say that. Does it have <laughs> the kind of third-person cover system? That's yeah. what they need to do. Oh, why? <laughs> Oh, why? <laughs> oh, take me away. <laughs> why, cruel world? Why? <laughs> exactly. Take me. Take me instead. <laughs> Adventure Time DLC is coming to Brawlhalla. That's uh, that's something. Uh, if you're a fan of Brawlhalla and Adventure Time, uh, Brawlhalla is actually no. quite fun. Really, really wants to be Smash Brothers, and it isn't. But they do keep getting these giant licenses in the game. People love it. So, all good for them. Uh, then we got some more Ghost Recon Breakpoint. Uh, yeah, anyone I like picking that. this up? Paul, you picking this up? Yep, definitely. Is John Berenthal the bad guy in it? Yes. He's a good guy, isn't he? Oh, I don't know. I, bad guy. I thought he was playing guy. a villain. I thought I saw a clip something about him talking about the villain being a strong character or something. No, he's he's the villain. He has a, yeah. a, a team of ex-Ghost um, Recons. Uh, they, they are now called the Wolves. And... They, the ghost recons are now taking on the wolves. So you play as a ghost. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I was being really pedantic then. Sorry. <laughs> <sighs> Sorry, can you edit the that? Ghosts out? Will take on the wolves. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a hockey match. This tornadoes are taking on the raptors this weekend. Yeah. With the ghosts and wolves packing up the end. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then we finally got the Just Dance 2020 trailer when everyone came out and started dancing around stuff. It was very exciting. There was a panda. It was great, Just Dance 2020. And still coming out for the Wii. Unbelievable. Okay, do you know why that is? I believe it is because there is lots of Wiis in 
in, in adult uh, care homes. That and is cool. They, and care people use it to uh, motivate their uh, patients. Absolutely perfect. What a great idea. And why a great oh, yeah, I love it. So keep uh, doing it. Awesome. Yeah. I know that is, that is fantastic. They keep supporting the platform. They don't need to. They probably sell like 200 copies, but they keep doing it. Well done, Ubisoft. And it makes up for the U draw. The U draw was THQ. I thought it was Ubisoft. <laughs> oh, oh, my bad. Dirk. We we know games. Yeah, I'm not cutting that out. <laughs> ah. <laughs> uh, right, For Honor, Shadows of the Hitorokuri. Uh, For Honor is still being supported, which is cool. Um, it, it was one of the games that came out to a bit of a mediocre uh, reception, but it, over time it's got better and better. And uh, yeah, people are re- excited about that. So that's a thing that's happening. I never played it, actually. It didn't really look like it, my thing. It's good. I, I didn't pick it up. I picked it up when it was on uh, it was Games of Gold. And I think now it's also on... Was it a Plus game as well, wasn't it? Yeah, it's on PlayStation now. Oh, okay. Um, that's that's the first real problem with getting, get, getting a game on Gold. And then three months later, it's like, oh, yeah, it's going to be a PS Plus game as well. You're like, oh. No, it's good. Uh, I haven't played a lot of it, but I enjoyed the mechanics behind it. Um, yeah. War for honor for people that want it. That's good. Uh, then what? Remus is quarantine. Yeah, we talked about that. And then uh, we got our first look at the Division 2 DLC, uh, which is the Expeditions. And the first two look uh, pretty cool. They're going away from Washington and moving a bit further around the country. But the third one is interesting. Episode 3, because they're going to New York. But it's summer. <gasps> yeah, boy. Yeah, New York in the summertime. Plain Division. Um, yeah, and they're and they're all coming for free, so that's going to be exciting to play. I've got to uh, I've got to get back on it. I'm so behind. Yeah, but we should do this. I know I know we keep I saying this, <laughs> but honestly, that that game you know it deserves to be played. To be honest, doesn't it? You know, it really, yeah, really does. Right. I want to I want to get up to level thirty by the time these episodes come out. That's the plan anyway. And then Ubisoft announced Uplay Plus. Which is like EA Access, but Ubisoft games, and it's coming to PC uh, for fourteen ninety nine a month. You can play every Ubisoft game from the past and every Ubisoft game from the future, which is a pretty sweet deal. That is worth every single penny. Yep. You, uh, it's also coming the, to uh, Stadia as well. Sorry, Sean. Have you seen the backlash to this? Like how people are saying that fourteen ninety nine a month is quite a lot. Oh, for God's sake, really? Fuck's sake. <laughs> I, 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 you know, fair enough. I think when it, when they announced the price, I was like forty nine to nine. That sounds great. There are a ton of Ubisoft games that I will play. But if people don't like that many Ubisoft games, it doesn't, you know, it looks like an incredibly expensive subscription. Um, but yeah, they, I mean, especially with the PC market, because you know what those guys are like. They won't pay more than two pound for a AAA game. So <laughs> you know, they wait until it goes on sale. It's, you know, they wait for the summer sale. They never buy games at full price. You know there there are so many tools for them to use to make sure they get something at a deal. So you know I understand why people are upset, but freaking at fourteen ninety nine for every Assassin's Creed, there's like two hundred games in that thing. Yeah. And that in the, in the subscription service, I mean you can't really moan at that when each each of those games cost like it takes sixty hours to complete. Yeah, and it's all the major editions of upcoming games as well. Yeah. So it's... they'll get they'll get Watch Dogs Legion, they'll get Ghost Recon Breakpoint with all their DLC. You know that's that that's a good deal, and the fact it's coming to Stadia as well, I think that's interesting because, you know, yes, you can have the Stadia subscription, which gets you like eight ninety nine for Destiny two and a bunch of other free games in four K. But if you get the base Stadia uh, subscription, that's free, and so essentially you can play 
you can sign up to Uplay for fourteen ninety nine a month, and then that'll be it. And so your Stadia will just become like this Ubisoft streaming device. <laughs> and you know, I had a look at the games for this thing, and it's just all the games that I've played over the past ten years, and I've loved most of them. And so I think it's a pretty good deal. Yeah. So I um, oh, I hope oh, yes. I hope it um, I hope it does well. I shall look forward to playing it on my on my Stadia. I think now, it's fair to say that Ubisoft are probably the goes the the company uh, that produces uh, the best games. I I largely. I mean I mean I mean it's controversial, isn't it? But um, certainly certainly for you. Well, yeah, but they Ubisoft had this kind of what was it what's they called it? It was their, their open world uh, ethos or something that every game they made was this open world or something. I can't remember what they called it. And and they they've done it and everything even their snowboarding game oh it didn't work out the crew division Assassin's Creed you know what dogs all their games are these open world which are just you know are just awesome um, you know I, 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 if I if I was to get a if all such a thing as a Ubisoft streaming stick I'd buy that I'd be quite happy to be fair what I, what I just say yeah all right <laughs> talking of open worlds roller champions. Roller yeah. Champions, uh, free to play uh, game coming to PC, um, which is just oh, roller PC. Game. Oh, fuck sake! Mm. At, at the moment, it is yeah. It's coming to consoles. Don't worry. Oh, good. The, but hey, the, Al- the Alpha and Beta testing is going to go happen on PC, and then they're going to port it across. So, excellent. Sweet. If you buy Stadia, you can just stream it. Mm, so, true. Um, and then they finished off with a insanely quick look at Gods and Monsters, which is the upcoming game made by the guys who made Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Um, the trailer was cool. I know nothing about this game. I don't think anyone does. Uh, it was a very strange way to end the conference. And I don't know. I mean, I'll probably be all over it because it was made by the Odyssey guys. But um, Sean, do you have any thoughts on Gods and Monsters? So yeah, I mean, the, the trailer looked nice. But like I said to you guys um, earlier in the Slack ch- this week on the Slack channel, I honestly believe they switched around the conference because of their uh, Watchdogs leak, and I think Watchdogs was supposed to end the conference because this really was just a teaser. You know, it was what less than a minute's worth of footage, and it, none of it looked gameplay. So I think this was like a very early teaser for something that they were hoping to build towards. Because this this isn't the bombshell you want to end with. Like that that end Watchdogs trailer was what you wanted to end with. So I I, I know it looked nice. It's got a you know, it's got a great mythos behind it. Um, so, fingers crossed it turned into something like Breath of the Wild meets Ancient Greece, and I'll be all over that. Cool. Yeah. Do you think there's an argument to say that Ubisoft leaks their games on purpose? Because it happens every year. No. Are you sure? Yes. 100%. Stop yeah. sounding like you're on Reset Era. <laughs> so, say what? Oh, nothing. I'm so I'm so sick of fucking propaganda bullshit like that. It really irritates me. Anyway, yeah, let's move on sorry. to Square Enix. Square Enix, who brought the brought along among many other things, um, the first look at their Avengers game, and of course for the Final Fantasy VII remake, which they started the conference with. Uh, Greg, did you see the Final Fantasy VII remake content, and are you excited for such things? I did, and yes. Uh, you're gonna all fucking demonize me again for this, but I never actually finished Final Fantasy XV either. Um, yeah, that's, that's, right. that's because I find it boring. I can understand why they're moving forward, getting rid of the active battle system in favor of a real-time sort of combat thing. Apparently, it's a bit of a mix between the two, like sort of real-time combat with some turn-based in there. I don't know how it's going to work, but it'd be interesting to see how it plays out. Um, 
I think one thing that disappoints me though is the episodic content side of it. I know it's a massive game, and it's going to take forever to make it all in one go. But it depends on how far it is between. Are we going to have like another Half Life on our hands? Is what I'm getting at. But I can I can answer this question for you. Go um, for it. So as for the active battle system, um, they have moved to a Final Fantasy 15 style. But did you ever use the tactics view in Final Fantasy 15? No. So basically, they included a mode within Final Fantasy 15, but fucking forgot to tell everyone that it was there, apart from one message that flashed up in the first half an hour of the game, which basically slowed it down and turned it into a turn-based action brawler. Okay? They forgot to tell everybody. Like, you can activate this mode, which slows down times, and you can point at who you want to attack next. Then they do the action, and then you can... Basically, in in the um, Final Fantasy remake, it's part of like the Final Fantasy 15, but with the same version from, I think it was 13, um, where basically you get to, an, you, your action point fills, and then you can perform an action and you can go into tactics mode, so everything stops and you get to pick your next action, basically. As for content, the episodic bit, they, the system is what's taken so long to get this game built up. So having to de- develop the base is what has taken up the majority of the time. They have said that now that they have the base and everything will subsequently build upon this, the subsequent episodes, or basically the expansions, which are going to be full Final Fantasy game-sized, are all going to be a lot quicker to make and will get quicker every time they make an episode because they will already have a shit ton of assets that they can reuse. So good news as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, that's a very clear and concise answer. No, that's so good. I that's saw, that's answered my qualms on that. Oh, I saw a Final Fantasy VII remake on pre-order on PSN at the moment for sixty pounds. Is that sixty pound just Midgard, just the first se- segment? Yes. So that's bullshit. Am I going to have to pay another sixty pound for the next segment? No. So is that sixty pound? Does that work as like like a season pass kind of thing? No. What, okay. Base, so so you, you buy you you buy the base game, and what they're doing is they are putting in. They are basically expanding Midgard into what they originally wanted to do with Midgard, and it be a pretty hefty chunk of the game already. So basically, they're making a full, full Final Fantasy sized game out of Midgard. And what they've shown in the trailers is the bits that people will recognize. What they haven't shown is much of the stuff that people won't recognize. So there, there are um, going to be side missions, which you know, in sectors seven and eight, where you go around the towns. Um, yeah. There's going to be side missions there. You're obviously going to have the replication of, you know, the whole cross-dressing section, I imagine, um, <laughs> which might be interesting given 2019 and where we are. And you're obviously going to have the battle of the centre. And I imagine it will end, you know, where disc one, you know, just before disc one ended in on the PlayStation 1. So probably getting to outside of Midgard. But everything subsequent to that will then be a paid expansion, which will be not as much as a full Final Fantasy game in price, but will still be a hefty cost. So it'll be like an extra 40 quid. So depending on how much they do, you're looking at nearly 100 to 150 for the full game. Yep. I mean, I'm, well, that, that's just bananas. Is it though? Right, okay. Look, if, if this first game, and I know like... Everybody who's played the, the original will be like, 
I want it all for 60 quid. Fine, but if you get a good Final Fantasy game for the 60 quid, which is just the mid-card section, and you look at like the Final Fantasy games that have had the sequels, so was it like 10, 10, 2? Um, yeah, 13, 13, 2, you know, or 13, whatever, Lightning Returns. Yeah, yeah. now um, imagine these are just like, you know, that that is all one story, but they've broken it up into three. That's basically the situation we're going to have. That's because Final Fantasy fans are idiots and keep buying sequels, which make them make more sequels that are terrible. Yeah, no, I, I don't want to comment on that. I, I, <laughs> to be honest with you, the, the sequels have never really appealed to me because they're, they're, they're usually a, a decent um, standalone story in, in the first one. I've never really seen the appeal of, of going back to the same stories. No, exactly. Like, Final Fantasy for me was always, growing up, was like, okay, new game, new set of characters, new story. <laughs> don't ever want a fucking sequel. <laughs> but like Final Fantasy VII, if they have expanded it in the right ways within Midgard, to make it worthwhile for a full game, I would pay two hundred fucking fifty quid if I got a full game at that quality. Like if 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 it took five fucking years of releases, it's probably going to take that long anyway. But you know, if if it meant that every one was worth playing, and it just followed the loose story beats of the original game, I'm okay with that. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, I suppose. But for me, I'm more excited about the Final Fantasy VIII remaster. Yeah, boy. Because it was the best one. I think you'll find this Final Fantasy Nine. Oh man, this is a whole different podcast. Everyone's entitled to their opinion, Paul. <laughs> not you. No, no, no. You're a fucking idiot, Paul. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> for you. <laughs> they showed a trailer for Life is Strange Two, which was weird. No new content in it. Just hey, remember Life is Strange Two? That's the thing that's still happening. That was a bit odd. Uh, then they showed just a ton of stuff that I, I can't even fathom. Um, they had Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles remastered. The GameCube one. Is that an exciting thing? Is that the GameCube one that came with its own memory card because the save file was too big for a standard GameCube memory card? Yes. Yes, it was. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Octopath Traveler is coming to PC. Uh, yeah. That was obviously the, uh, the, the Switch uh, exclusive. The Last Remnant remastered for Nintendo Switch is a thing that's incoming. <laughs> the thing last week we were like, it's been out since December last year. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's coming to Switch. Wow. We really did predict everything last week, yeah. didn't we? It was just fucking we well. weird. We did well on our old prediction podcast, which you can go and listen to now on all good podcast services. Um, then there was a trailer for Dragon Quest Builders 2. And then <clears throat> Dragon Quest 11, Echoes of an Elusive Age Enhanced Edition S or something. Yeah. Something like that. Uh, that's a Switch game, which is coming soon. And then we got an original game, finally. Which is called Circuit Superstars, uh, which is coming in 2020 to Switch, PS4, Xbox One, and Steam. Um, which looks quite fun. It's just a fun little uh, top-down racer. Um, I think that'll be a good laugh. Battalion 1944, which is a franchise I completely forgot about. Eastern Front is available now on Steam, and just a little reminder of that. Then we saw some Kingdom Hearts 3 DLC called Remind. I still haven't finished Kingdom Hearts 3, so I need to crack on with that. I'm going to get anything out of this. I mean, is this the start of Kingdom Hearts 3 plus 1 plus 2 XL? This one remind DLC plus uh, two. Yeah, probably. I mean, they've they've All already right. teased a new secret ending. Uh, of course, of course they have. Oh lord! Uh, then they announced that all Square Enix music is now streaming on various streaming services, which is pretty cool. Um, and then Shadowbringers, Final Fantasy fourteen, Final Fantasy fourteen DLC, Shadowbringers. Fourteen's got such a massive community. It's it's yeah. the one that kind of, you know, after they rebuilt it, it's really taken off. 
Good on them for sticking with it. Well done. Bravo. Jolly good show. Um, and then we've got another trailer for Dying Light 2. And then a double pack, I think, of Romancing Saga 3 and Saga Scarlet Grace. They all look like they're coming to various platforms. Can't wait. Uh, very exciting. <laughs> I yes. actually can't wait. I, I like Romancing Saga. Um, yeah. I used to play the old ones back in the day and seems like um, something I could get in with. And it's coming to the PS Vita, motherfucker. It's coming to Vita. No way. The Vita lives! <laughs> Vita means life. Yes. Yeah. And then there was another Final Fantasy game, Final Fantasy Brave Exvius War of the Visions. Wait, I've got the wrong way around. Wrong War of the Visions, Final Fantasy Brave Exvius. Yeah. That one is purely aimed at the East. There's yeah. nobody in the West who's going, yeah, I really want to play War of the Visions, Final Fantasy Brave Exvius. <laughs> nobody. Um, and then we've got a trailer for Outriders, which is a brand new game. Um, that looks pretty cool. Did we see any any gameplay of that? Do you reckon any no, of that was no, gameplay? Was no. CG, of course, it was a CG trailer. Uh, did, gameplay wasn't only only Nintendo did gameplay this year. I, 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 Doom, man, Doom. We got fifteen minutes worth of Doom. Right, you're right. I'm watchdogs. I was being facetious. So I apologize. And then Final Fantasy VIII remastered. Yay! Yeah. Did it get a date? 2019. Cool. Before the end of the year, so. It's going to be great. I think everyone's Yay, saying November. something else. Something else I can buy, start playing, and then go woo, and then not get around to finishing because it's so bloody long. It's not that long though. This one is it? What? Final Fantasy VIII? Yeah, it was. I I I remember it being shorter than seven, but I might be mistaken. Um. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to do the comparison, then yes, it is shorter than seven. Uh, but it it had yeah, quite a lot going for it. Yeah, triple triad. Yeah. I will disappear off the fucking face of the planet when this comes out, I am telling you. I will be capturing all the fucking monsters as cards and you will never see me again. And if they put a platinum trophy in this that you have to fill the entire Triple Triad library, I will never fucking play another game again. No, because you need to... You need to um, what's the word? Uh, turn some of the cards into items for yes. some of the best weapons, don't you? Yeah. If they put a platinum in this, I'm going to be having a major, major trouble um, with work, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys, I'm still kids, ill. Kids, kids become secondary. Like, Daddy, we need food. <laughs> Shut up and eat your Yeah. <laughs> Am I right in saying that this has never been remastered before? It hasn't. Was there a reason for that? It hasn't even... Well, no, I, I, I think because it's seen as... Uh, because people, for some stupid reason, like Final Fantasy IX better, um, that got pushed over to the PS4 and seven because everyone bums it. That's just eight, kind of like the the God, different what one a, because what it was a, what a thirteen year old phrase. What's that? Because everyone bums it. <laughs> I don't know, Jesus sorry. It's taking it's taking me back to my childhood. That's something like Final Fantasy VIII. I think because it was the before Final Fantasy X came out with its modern trappings. Uh, I think because it was not fantasy in the typical sense was it it was you know high schoolers spaceships uh time travel and everyone kind of went ah this isn't final fantasy is this the one that had the uh guns that were swords come through was that, was that oh fantasy? the old gun blades yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. and zell I... with his mike tyson tattoo oh my god i forgot about his face <laughs> <laughs> oh my god there's a there's a guy with a travel tattoo on his face oh my god how is this 2019 and we're going to get into it? <laughs> um, I, I don't, there's, there's a really decent 
um, thread going around on Twitter about um, why it's taken so long for Final Fantasy VIII to get remastered. And it's because no fucker had the source code. So Oh, no, I have read that before. Yes, you're right. So, so Square Enix, back in the day, they, they used to completely rebuild code bases for each game, and they deleted the source code for every game they built because of they, they didn't want people coming in and stealing it and basically making another game. It was like super hardcore back in the day, and they didn't want anyone basically remaking the games. So they just deleted it, and now they've had to reverse engineer it. And apparently this one was just really, really tough to reverse engineer. So yeah. there we are. How, how, how square and mental. <laughs> and finally, they showed the first look at Marvel's The Avengers. Uh, Paul, I'm going to bring you back in on this one. What did you uh, make of their uh, trailer? I don't know. I'm still trying to get my head around it. It was, it was kind of like, I don't know, it didn't blow my mind. I mean, it was a tricky one. They was on a losing streak from the start because there had been some backlash about how the characters looked. And there's not a lot they can do because obviously they don't have the rights to all the actors and I don't think they had the money to pay for the actors. So they had to do something. And they kind of got them as near as they could, I guess. But I don't know. The, the acting was a bit shit. The game looked a bit generic. I, I don't quite understand it because the only company that's managed to make a, a, a Marvel Avengers slash superhero film that's actually fun to play was Lego. I don't know why I just don't do Lego, but about Lego. And yeah, I'm talking about so I'm talking about like a team team thing. Right, yeah. Uh, you know, like obviously I do Avengers, Lego and Avengers now kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Spider Man's amazing, obviously. And so is Batman. Yeah, I don't know, I'm a bit weird. I don't I don't I couldn't quite figure out what sort of game it was. I had to ask Sean, what is this? Is this a four player like you know, online only thing or is it like a single player game? Uh, nothing was really answered. I, I don't <laughs> know, it just looked a bit Yeah, Sean, you didn't answer his question. Fucking knowledge. So much for that. Do you want to answer now? No, did, to be fair, sure, he did answer. <laughs> I know, I know. So, so I, I don't know if you guys saw, but the, the gameplay released this morning, it leaked somebody who was recording off-screen footage, and this person who's leaked it is now blacklisted to hell, by the way. The entire industry has kind of turned his back on him and gone, fuck you, dude. He's never <laughs> going to another press release ever again. Um, but yeah, basically, um, the the main mode is single player only, and you will play as all of the Avengers that you've seen so far, and they will all have um, various different actions within a level, and there are then co-op missions which involve taking down other threats as the Avengers. So do you know the bit with Ant-Man, um, who is right at the end, basically the DLC bit where he comes in and shrinks the big spider bot? But it was Hank Pym, wasn't it? Rather than yeah, yeah. Which you know, was it, it Euro- was it Eurogamer you called out and said, "You've you've got it fucking wrong." Yeah, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't want to be that guy because I was like, oh, it wasn't, it wasn't meant to be Paul Rudd. It's Hank Pym. Come on, guys. Sort yeah, it out. It's but such I mean, a nerdy thing to do, but it had to be done. But the thing is, they were really trying to make a point where it was like, "What have you done to Paul Rudd?" And it's like, well, actually, it wasn't trying to be fucking Paul Rudd in the first place. So. <laughs> you know, it was it was a bit of a shitty. You know, they're trying to make really make an argument for these characters. I'll, I'll you know, I'll bring up my opinion on them. But yeah, the game's basically multiplayer attacking various threats within levels in co-op. But it's got a single-player story, and it looks kind of like 
um, an action adventure game of the, you know, blandest of standards. Yikes! Yikes! You should address it. It's not. It's not meant to be an MCU game, is it? No, that's the that's the fucking problem with this game. And I, that's the thing that's getting a bit lost in the uh, in the in, in the conversation. Yeah, it's it's like a lot of people are like, well, where's where's um, you know Chris Hemsworth? Why why have they got this guy that looks nothing like Chris Hemsworth? Because it's not fucking supposed to look like Chris Hemsworth. If it was supposed to look like Chris Hemsworth, they'd have fucking scanned his face. These are game developers; they're not fucking amateurs. They... Well, the trouble is, I think that the trouble is is that they're 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 so close that so Tony Stark's got his goatee thing, and Chris Hemsworth, you know, they all look sort of like they. they are part of the MCU, but they don't. So in some pops up was like, just looks like, well, your your model creators are shit. They look nothing like them. Do you know what I mean? They, 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 they haven't sort of gone miles away from the, how they looked in the thing and done their own style. They've just yeah, but they, they've kind they of can't. stuck with the style, but just adjusted it slightly. And it's just a bit of a weird mix up. They, they can't though, can they? Because everyone in the MCU is designed, you know, visually, They've cast people who look like the comic book characters. Oh, no, 100%. If you, if, I, I, 100% I get you. They, you know, they probably don't have the money to pay them to come do their mocap and stuff like that. But I'm just saying that they, if they go do a, a, a game that's not associated with the MCU, they should have started, you know, just changed it massively rather than just tweaked it. Because at the moment, it looks like a weird hybrid. That's what I'm trying to say to you. So, like, basically, you know, Tony Stark and the MCU looks like Tony Stark and the MCU. Because they cast the character that looks like Tony Stark and give him a fucking goatee. Like, Tony Stark's had a goatee and for, for like 15 fucking 20 years. And then, yeah. you know, if they're going to put it in a game, people are going to be like, what the fuck have you done to his goatee if they take it away? The same as like Hulk. Uh, he's always been fucking green and fat. What the fuck are you supposed <laughs> to do with that? You know, <laughs> you, know, you know, why didn't it look like Mark Ruffalo? Because it's the fucking Hulk. Like, Thor. Thor's always had long golden hair. Yes, Chris Hemsworth had long golden hair for a bit. Then he shaved it off. Now they've gone back to it. It's like, why have you got old Thor in there? Fuck off. It's not <laughs> supposed to. It's supposed to look like the comic book characters. It's not an MCU thing. The problem is, all the characters in the MCU ended up looking very much like the comic book counterparts. So now they're fucking stuck between rock and a hard place. I mean, to be fair, I don't really care if they look like MCU or not look like MCU. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, are you oh, sure about that? Are you sure about that? Yeah, I, I don't. I mean, I just want to play a decent Marvel Avengers game. Do you know what I mean? And if it, if it means I'm playing Thor that's got like I don't know a fucking ponytail, I don't give a shit. It's just if the game plays well, it's fine. But at the moment, I, I can't really tell what sort of, how the game plays. It just doesn't really. It didn't strike me as a game that I have to buy. I have to get on this straight away. I'm like Watchdogs. What did you make for overall? Do you think? Are you surprised? Are you excited? Are you disappointed? Are you kind of a bit between both of them? Or? I, I can't wait for it, to be honest. I, I can't wait for it because it's been so long since we've had a decent Marvel game that wasn't Spider-Man. And, you know, every other game that we've had for the last, like, 10 years, we had a Captain America first Avenger game, which was fucking awful. We had two Iron Man games, which were fucking dross. The only other game that's got any kind of potential. And Thor, don't forget. Oh, fuck me. Yeah, Thor. That... <laughs> yeah, thanks for that. Do you know what? I, I actually went out and bought that on a fucking day of release. And... Yeah, me too. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You know, we, it's been so good, so, so long since we've had a decent Marvel game. And that's because they've all been based around the movies. 
and now you know ADOS, Crystal Dynamics, you know, they they have had a brand new story created for them and they are using characters based on the comic books and against villains that haven't been fought in the movies yet. You know, obviously Scarlett Johansson is probably going to end up facing off against Taskmaster, Taskmaster in her movie. But, you know, these characters are new to a lot of people and the story seems interesting. You know, the Avengers have fallen out of grace. Their, their, how they, their, you know, their carrier ended up fucking nuking half a city. This, this is an interesting storyline. It's not something we've ever seen before. I'm quite on board with this, even if it ends up being just, you know, a generic double A button masher. If we get a decent story out of it, and you know, they've got comic creators involved in writing the story, I'm cool with that. I'm, I'm on board. Uh, Greg, any thoughts on Avengers? The trailer didn't do anything for me. I will see what happens when it comes out. Is it? They're, they're going for four-player, aren't they? Yep. It'll be interesting to see how the dynamic works. If you can do... I'm going to make a Batman comparison, because everyone always compares superhero games to the Batman games with like its combat system. Uh, but did you guys play Arkham Knight? Yes. You know there was the tag team missions where you're with Nightwing or Robin. Yeah. And you yes. could do the team takedown moves. Yes. It'd be nice if they could implement that into the Avengers game and actually have you playing as a team instead of just, say, like Left 4 Dead or World Wars there, where you could, you're a team, but you can do independent things. It'd be nice if they can actually incorporate that together and make an actual Avengers, almost like you could assemble together and do team-based combat and such. Wow, what a concept. Yeah, I see, I see what I did there. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, it's scarce at the moment. But it's got Troy Baker and Nolan North on it, so I'm sure it'll be absolutely incredible. I don't know. I'm not feeling it yet. But they need to address, you know, the internet is, you know, flaming them right now for them not looking like the MCU characters, which was obviously was never the intention, but people are getting very hung up on that. So yeah, but it's going Peter to Parker wrong. doesn't look like Tom Holland. So. No, no, I know. But that doesn't matter, <laughs> apparently. Uh, okay. <laughs> the thing is, like, I had somebody try and sell this to me. You know, we, we weren't bothered about the Spider-Man one. Yeah, that's because we've had like three different Spider-Man actors within a decade. True. It's like we haven't had the same actor, you know, like different actors for, you know, Tony Stark, for Thor and everything. We've really become accustomed to the bristly muscles of Chris Hemsworth. It's, you know, it's, I've particularly become accustomed, obviously, <laughs> by the sounds of it. Um, it's a different situation. Yes, are. Sorry. Um, I just had to get that out because the guy really pissed me off about it earlier. Okay. No, it's okay. Cheers. It's okay. It still happens. I mean, the, the the Marvel Avengers game Twitter are still posting like trailers and stuff, and the same stuff is still getting brought up. So they're going to have to address it properly um, if they haven't but done so already. They, they don't need, do they need to? I don't know. It's just people being people. Isn't it? They, they said earlier today that they will not be changing the artists on the game, and they will be retaining the same models. So uh, like to lump it by the looks of it. I did I did find out today that the guy that designed um, the the axe um, gameplay in God of War is the guy that's behind Thor's hammer, which is going to be quite interesting. Yes. Because, you know, obviously the axe wielding in God of War is amazing. So if if, if that has the same impact to Mjolnir as, uh, as that did, that's going to be great. Happy days indeed. Right, let's finish this off with the almighty Nintendo! Um, am I the only one that cares about this conference? I might be. Yep. Yep. No. Okay. <laughs> I 
I watched it. I sat through. I thought it was great. You didn't think so, did you, Mr. Mr. Omak? I I've slept on it and then rewatched it. Did you? So like like you like you 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 know let's let's talk about your hype first. Well, let's let's power through it because my hype sort of begins a little bit later on. So um, it opened with Dragon Quest characters coming to Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, um, including Hero and all those people. Got very excited about that. Some people online, so that's good. Um, got the first trailer for Luigi's Mansion Three, which looks fantastic. So I can't wait to play that. That's going to be very very fun. Um, and then we've got a Dark Crystal game, which is just completely out of the blue. I guess it ties into the uh, the upcoming Netflix series. Um, so if you're into the Dark Crystal, there's a tactics game coming to Switch very, very soon. And then we've got a look at something I'm very hyped about, which is The Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening uh, remake coming to Switch on September the 20th of this year. Um, I think it's probably one of the best looking games this generation. I know that's crazy to say, but it looks absolutely stunning. And it's going to be a beautiful, beautiful game. We've got Trials of Mana. Does that mean anything to anyone? Uh, it's a remake. Yeah. They, they're doing a, a mana collection with a remake of many of the games together. It looks pretty damn good. Oh. I did have Secret of Mana on the SNES, and it was a good game. Yeah, I think that's included in the the remake uh, remaster collection. You think? Probably, probably not Legend. I haven't seen the full list, but probably not Legend of Mana is going to be on there. That was the American only one for the PS One, um, which collection. was a fantastic game. They've got Trials of Mana and Collection of Mana. Okay. I don't. I, I doubt Legend of Mana will be on there, but uh, yeah, it was a great game. Um, it's deviated from the other sort of Psych and Densetsu Secret, uh, the Mana series, but it's like a 2D action game, and you go to different towns and you get like eggs or crystals that become new areas, so like new towns or new dungeons, and you could do them in any order as well. What were they smoking when they made that? Eggs that become new zones. Those those wacky Japaneses. They uh, yeah they, it was that was incredible and it was beautiful as well. For if you ever so, played sort of Saga Frontier or anything like that on a PlayStation One, it was that beautiful sort of watercolor. Nice. So uh, the Mana Collection includes uh, Final Fantasy Adventure, uh, the original Trials of Mana, and Secret of Mana. Yeah. Um, if that's your thing. Well, they did re-release Secret of Mana on the PS4, didn't they? As like a updated one. Yes. So is yeah. it going to be that version or is it going to be the SNES version? Uh, it's the SNES version, isn't it? What I'm looking at. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Um, and then one of our other predictions came true: The Witcher Three Wild Hunt is coming to Switch. It's going to be. Yay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Gonna... I, I'd love to see how they're going to port it, and that's not me being cynical. I'm actually interested to see how they can port it over because it was quite a. Uh, trial it was it was for my well for me and some friends that have played it for the, the original base ps4 it was the equivalent of playing crisis on a high spec pc like a test to see if it runs it you know mm. who can have who can have the loudest ps4 <laughs> so, so how they can fit that into the switch will be interesting yeah. so technical wizardry that has gone into this game into this porting job is beyond belief so i've seen some gameplay of the switch version and it runs very well. And I honestly didn't think it was the Switch version until I was told it was a Switch version. I thought it was a PS4 version. Because like you, I played it on the Beast PS4 and that run like shit. So <laughs> the, the only thing that, that you can really tell, so it, they've shared loads and loads of screenshots of it now. And 
the the grass looks a little less lush, and some of the textures look. Yeah, exactly. Like it's really stuff that's negligible. And then they showed some of the combat in some gifs, and it looks very fluid. And guess what? It all it all fits. Despite the fact that it ate pretty much my entire PS4 hard drive at the time, it fits on one fucking Switch cartridge without a download. That's impressive. That's BA Nanas. That, I, I, that's like, how, how do they fit like 150 gigs yeah, on a 32 cartridge? Yeah, because like you, I, I remember when Blood and Wine and Hearts of Stone came out, and I had to make way for it, really. Yeah. Make way for the Witcher 3. <laughs> 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 Clear your games because you can't play anything else. That's it. Uh, cool. Well, that's all right then. Um, is it being made by CD Projekt Red? I believe so. Or have they put, given it to someone else to do? I believe it's um, CD Projekt Red's internal team. Oh, very cool. It's not as if they haven't got anything else to do. Ah, <laughs> they're fine. <laughs> they're fine, right. Uh, they followed that up with a new Fire Emblem. Uh, Fire Emblem Three Houses got the story trailer. Um, I'm not too excited about this, but I know there's a corner of the internet that absolutely adore this game. Uh, primarily people that were in the uh, Nintendo New York store watching the Direct. They went absolutely bonkers. Um, if you get a chance to watch those videos, by the way, they just they live stream reactions from the Nintendo store in New York where they show the Direct to an audience. And it just it's just hysterically brilliant. In kind of like all the best and wrong ways, it's very entertaining, but they get very excited over the smallest things. And it's uh, just quite funny to watch. So do that with your time, dear listener, if you want to. Um, then they announced Resident Evil 5 and Resident Evil 6. Right. Um, which is a, just a weird couple of games to port. It's, 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 it's funny that you say that, because, I mean, everyone has cynical about 5 and 6, because 5 was a massive deviation after 4. 6 was just god-awful. But until Resident Evil 2 Remake, Final Fantasy 5 was Capcom's biggest selling game. Obviously not not series because Street Fighter wins that, but as an individual game, Resident Evil Five uh, was top selling one. I mean, I might have misquoted that, no, but right. it, it, yeah, it, it did it did numbers. So for every derision that Final Fantasy, uh, there for every derision that Resident Evil Five gets, people still played it, and I played it a few times through. But yeah, on, on, when it comes to porting, I think it's just catching up with Resident Evil Four for having the most number of uh, ports. Do you think this might open a window to a switch port of uh, Resident Seven? Uh, I don't know. Because you know, I don't know. What, could it even run on Switch? I guess it could. I guess I can port it. People can do wond- wondrous things now with the Switch. So who knows? It's it's part of the uh, the streaming service that they have in Japan. You can stream Resident Evil Seven on a Switch. Yeah. But uh, yeah, you can't actually download it. So yeah, it should be interesting. Okay, well, just they they showed it in a very strange trailer as well. Go and have a look. It's on our site if you want to have a nose. Um, then we got No More Heroes 3, another Suda 51 joint, I believe. Yep. Uh, that's fun. Yep. Um, and then people got very excited about Contra Rogue Corps, which I don't know about you, but I thought it looked fucking terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I, it, it's, it's just... It looked like an early PS3 game, and I don't need that in my life. Just, um, it's more Contra. I'm more interested in the Anniversary Collection, to be honest. Uh, yes, that's now available on Switch as well, that came up. Uh, the same time of the uh, direct. So nice. if you want classic Contra, go and get it right now. Uh, followed that up with an up with a remake of Panzer Dragoon. Of, what? Of all the games. I know. Uh, all the games ever in a whole entire world. Panzer Dragoon is coming to Switch. See, the problem is people have been asking for this for years, haven't they? This is one of those things that's gone like 15 years of people asking, we need another Panzer Dragoon. 
And yeah, you had um, what was it on the Xbox? Um, Panzer. Oh, hey, auto. Auto. Not hey, auto. Um, yes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> job mode, dude. <laughs> Panzer Dragon. Um, we all know the one. Called? Yeah. Hey, auto, wasn't yeah. it? It's auto. Auto. And you know it was it was a bit pap, but people you know people still wanted more Panzer Dragoon, but it, it got to a place where th- this is another game that was the the source code was lost as well. By the way, I read this earlier that this game is is like a retro engineered version based on code that they had to rip off a CD because this this fuck all available available source code wise. Uh, so I see. that's why it doesn't look anything like the original. Okay, yeah, that, that looks terrible as well. <laughs> and then there was um, there was Astral Chain, uh, which a JRPG looked pretty wild. Super excited about that now, yeah. Cool, yeah, it looks good. Uh, followed up with Empire of Sin, which is uh, like a top-down XCOM game set in the 1920s. Yeah, um, Brenda Brenda Romero's developing it. Oh, really? Interesting. All right, I'm in. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance Three, obviously the Switch exclusive, is coming out very very soon. We got a story trailer which features all your favourite Marvel characters doing Marvel stuff. Do they look like their movie counterparts? <laughs> yes, Electra uh, does, at least. Yeah. <laughs> well, they don't really, no, but no one seems to be that bothered about that. What's Funny. an Electra? Um, then there was Cadence of Hyrule, which is now available, um, which is a... I don't know how to explain Cadence of Hyrule. Um, it's a dance plat- dance adventure. A what? Okay, have you heard of Crypt, Crypt of the Necrodancer? I've heard of it. I've not played it. Okay, so basically there is a beat of the music, um, the music plays, and you have to basically time actions along to the beat of the music. So movement, attacks, dodges, every single thing you have to do in time with the music because the rest of the world moves in that beat too. And if you press a button outside of that, you basically stumble and lose a second. It's really fucking tricky. That sounds amazing. It, it's super difficult, though, to get your head around it when you first pick it up. Crypt of the Necrobot Dancer blew my socks off the first time I played it. And, and not in a good way. I was like, <laughs> I can't fucking do it. Like, I can't concentrate on the screen and pressing the buttons in time of the music. It just didn't work. But, uh... but once it clicks, it's great. It all works. So That's why you suck at Guitar Hero. I fucking hate rhythm games. <laughs> I get you, it now. You've seen me dance. I have no rhythm. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we've got some bigger announcements. Of course, Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games 2020. It's coming out in November. Um, it's been a while since we've had a Mario and Sonic game. I feel like it has been anyway. Has there been one this gen? I don't think there has been. No. Yeah, I think so. Ah. To be fair, would you even know if they had? Would you would like? No. <laughs> they pass by so like without fanfare these days. No, I don't want it. Give it to me. <laughs> it's just like some, you do. some dumb fun. I'm looking forward to that. And then we got the biggest announcement of the entire thing, in my opinion, anyway. Animal Crossing. New Horizons coming on March the 20th, 2020. Oh my goodness me, how I squealed when this got revealed. Yeah, that rhymed. Yay. Nice. Yay. I just can't wait for this. It's a kind of a, it looks like classic Animal Crossing, but instead of coming to a town or on a deserted island and you have to build up the islands with other people, it's multiplayer as well, which is going to be really fun. I just, ah, oh, it's just so wholesome. It's just a pure video game and I'm very excited to play it. It's a shame it's been delayed, but Nintendo, man, they just make perfect things. So take as long as you want, because I want that game to be amazing, and I'm sure it will be. Anyone else excited about Animal Crossing? Nope. Never played one. Uh, no. Oh, <laughs> <God>. <laughs> All right, just me then. Oh, I can't wait. It's going to be awesome. 
Uh, then we got a scissor reel with a load of um, indies and random uh, things, including uh, New Super Lucky's Tale, which is coming to Switch very, very soon. Obviously, that was a Microsoft Xbox exclusive for a while. Now coming to Switch, the second in this uh, lovely partnership that they have, along with uh, Cuphead. It's a brand new uh, Lucky Tale game. It's not a uh, it's not a port of the Xbox One. So um, yeah, that's gonna be fun. And then of course, uh, Smash Brothers returned with Banjo Kazooie coming to Super Smash Brothers for the first time ever. Um, if you do watch that uh, Nintendo Direct uh, presentation at the Nintendo conference, the Nintendo uh, store in New York, you will see the room go absolutely batshit over this announcement. And uh, yeah, it's exciting for those who are still playing Super Smash Brothers, which I imagine are quite a lot of people. And then. We finished off with an announcement that The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild is getting itself a sequel. And it's going to be called Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild 2. Probably not. It probably won't be called that, but that's the current working title anyway that people are aware of. Um, we got a little bit of footage. I don't know if this is from the game or not, but a little bit of Zelda. But their hair cut short, shockingly. And it all looks very dark. It looks very Majora's Mask compared to uh, Breath of the Wild in the same way that Majora's Mask did to Ocarina of Time, I guess. Um, yeah, there was not much apart from, hey, this game is coming out, so that's exciting. Um, Sean, you, you, I saw your tweet about this. Did you have some issues? Yeah. My, my, my issue isn't necessarily with the announcement. It's with the pure hypocrisy of Nintendo fans in general. They announced that a Zelda sequel was in development, which seems like a full-blown conclusion to anyone who's ever played a Nintendo game, ever. Like, you know that there's another Zelda game, and they didn't just stop at Breath of the Wild, and like, job done, guys, that's enough. You know, we knew there was one in development. They put out a trailer, which said very little, and the internet went batshit crazy. I don't mind people being excited about it, but it was the same people that were like, I've had enough of CG trailers. All fucking E3. Like, all the way through, it was like, I don't want to know about this. This is just a CG trailer. I want some gameplay. And then they show a CG trailer of a Zelda sequel without even a fucking title, just confirmation that it's in development, and they lose their fucking mind. That's weird to me. I can't get excited about a, an announcement of a sequel being in development without seeing anything, without even knowing it has a name. It's just odd to me. I'll be honest. I deleted it. I deleted the tweet straight afterwards because, like, I was, like, I realized that I was kind of pissing on other people's excitements. But it seems really odd to me that people will get excited about a confirmation of a sequel that everyone expects to happen. Yeah, it's just, it's just, it's just it, it being confirmed and it actually happening. That's what the excitement is. But like, this has been rumored for like months, and it's not. It has. Just... It, has. it doesn't matter to the Nintendo <laughs> fans. They just want that confirmation. Like, E3 2017, they announced Metroid Prime Four. Yeah. That game's not coming out for years. Yeah. We've not heard a single thing about it since then. You know, they just want to know it's happening. Well, and it'll just happen someday. I would not I, be surprised if it didn't come out on the Switch 2, to be fair. Yeah, it's possible. You never know. When I first watched this, and this is why I ended up sleeping on it and re-watching the entire fucking direct thing, was because when I watched this conference from beginning to end, there was very little that excited me. Um, like, I don't give a, I don't give a damn about Smash. Banjo... I really was excited when I saw Banjo. I was like, a new Banjo game! And then you were like, and it's going in Smash! And I'm like, fuck that. Like, <laughs> I got so exactly. excited. I was like, a new Banjo game! And they've just taken away. It was yeah. like, here's what you could have won. Over there. <laughs> yeah. um, and then it just felt like they they had purposely stuck in the confirmation of a Zelda game before they even 
ready to announce the title of it because they wanted people not to be talking about the delay to Animal Crossing. And I get why they did that, but it just felt like hype-mongering for no reason. Like So immediately, I felt like very disappointed in this whole conference. But then having sat down and rewatched it, I was like, fair enough. Take out the stuff that I'm not interested in. Astral Chain is still there. Eventually, when you look, you look at it without the big announcements and you take them away, there's actually some pretty cool stuff in here. It's just, it's not the big announcements for me. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, right, that does round up the conferences. We did it! Well Woo-hoo. done, everyone. Oh, sure. work. Uh, uh, we did put a tweet out earlier about um, what people's favourite um, announcements were from E3. And um, we got uh, Get Indie Gaming, said Circus Superstars, um, which was that one that was announced during the Square Enix conference. Sorry. Uh, yeah, Square Enix. Um, looks pretty cool. One day, Shub Shub 11 on Twitter said uh, Dragon Quest uh, 11 S Definitive Edition, which is going to be exciting. Our good friend Esh Shrevi, who is a patron of the of Finger Guns, uh, said it's a hard tie between Watch Dogs, I am ready to create a killer granny army, <laughs> and mm-hmm. Animal Crossing, because Nintendo is Bay. So, yeah. Sarah and I are very much on the same page uh, from this particular uh, direct. Um, our old friend Alexis said she's excited for Breath of the Wild 2. Shane Rayson uh, said Dying Light 2. He's excited for Dying Light 2. And Justin Towell tweeted from uh, old Games Radar days. Oh, I remember Justin. Oh, he's a good lad. He's from Taunton. Yeah, he used to come to Game Station a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Justin said uh, Panzer, Panzer Dragoon. So he's excited for that Panzer Dragoon remake. So, you know, it's finding all these little games find their audiences eventually. So, good time. So, I wanted to ask you guys, I've said during the week, jot down your top three most anticipated from E3, and um, I want to see what you got. So, um, I'm going to start with Mr. Greg Hicks. Greg Hicks, what have you got? Cyberpunk, obviously. Final Fantasy VIII Remake, or sorry, Remaster. Oh, God, don't get people's hopes up. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot the name of it, the ghost thingy. Oh, Ghostwire. Ghostwire Yes. Yes, yeah. sorry, I slipped my mind. I want to say Death Stranding, but that wasn't E3, so that'd be a bit of a cheat. So that'll fill my void for that one. So yeah, go, uh, Cyberpunk, Final Fantasy VIII Remaster, and uh, Ghostwire. Uh, sure. Star Wars, Fallen Order, mm-hmm. Final Fantasy VII Remake, and Doom Eternal. Okay. Any reason why uh, why Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild 2 isn't on there? <laughs> <laughs> Mostly because that's not the title well, of the that game. That's like really intense. <laughs> That, that definitely isn't the name of the game, so... Okay, fair enough. Uh, Paul? Uh, so, Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk. Um, which are oh, just so good. I'm with Greg, the whole synth thing and everything. Love it. Um, the Blair Witch. Um, only because I, we both thought it was a new Alan Wake game. So, I'm, gonna, I'm quite excited for that. And I hope that it'd be like Alan Wake. Oh. And, of course, Watch Dogs. Nice. Nice. That's a decent list. I've got um, 12 minutes. Uh, which was just looks fascinating. I need to play that game. I need to know what that's all about. Um, Animal Crossing, New Horizons, and Watch Dogs Legion. Yes. With an honourable mention to Cyberpunk 2077. So that's what we thought of E3. Has anyone got any closing comments on E3 as a whole this year? Disappointing. What did you want from E3? Well, I don't know, but I wanted... I don't know, what happened to the days when, you know, E3 was a big event and there was anticipation of what's coming? It was just... It was kind of there when we were doing our pre three podcast. We was like, oh, what could be revealed? And then, you know, and it's just, oh, no. Xbox fucked it up for me. It just put a damper on everything. 
<laughs> the first conference of the entire thing. <laughs> so, yeah, indeed. I mean, this. Was, I mean, I was, I was quite ginned up for you, Freak. Literally, this year I had literally no idea what's going to be revealed because throughout the year they have all these other little kind of things happening and bigger games get revealed at the smaller shows now. So you, didn't, you literally had no idea. And then Xbox come out and just fucking put a damper on it. What a bunch of miseries. So after that, I was just like, well, I can't be bothered now. Fair enough. Until Ubisoft come along, of course. Yeah, I'll get all Ubisoft. Save them today again. Um, yeah. Sean, I wanted to ask you, I saw your tweet the other day about, um, about E3 and the state of it and stuff. Did you think E3 2019 was disappointed to people? Because, I mean, this is essentially the last E3 of this generation, which is primarily this generation. Yeah. Do you think that that has taken a hit on people's expectations or excitement about this E3? Leading into the next E3, which is obviously going to be much bigger than this one, because we're going to get, assumedly, we're going to get two giant console announcements. No, I just think E3 is is fading out of relevance rather than it being. This E3 was always going to be weird because there's always that giant elephant in the room that everybody knows. Two consoles are soon to be released, and they can't talk about it, despite the, the fact that they know everything about it. Like they, there are games being developed for it, and they can't say a word. It was always going to be weird about that, but. The problem is E3 is becoming less and less relevant. You look at what Sony have done this year. They tweeted about the Death Stranding and they put out a trailer and the trailer's got more views than any trailer released during E3. Great. Final Fantasy Remake, Final Fantasy VII Remake, they confirmed the release date straight after Xbox's conference. And what happened? Xbox's, oh, we've got a new console in development, got completely swallowed by the fact that they didn't even need to turn up and they made gigantic waves and it was just very evident that you don't need to put on a big flashy show anymore to get headlines and to generate hype so these big these big grand gestury lightery press conferences <laughs> i'm sorry but like how fucking expensive must the light show for that xbox conference be because there was like literally fucking every blackpool illuminations light in that room at any one time it was fucking mental. I honestly believe all the money gets spent on that geezer who says world premiere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like every time it's an Xbox, uh, Xbox kind of thing, it's going to be world premiere. That's true. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's, he's making his money worth. But E3's, E3's like a dying breed. You know, it's, it's just, it's not, it's not worth turning up anymore when you can get the same output. Like Nintendo. Everyone's claiming Nintendo is the winner of E3, despite the fact that they didn't put on a big flashy conference, didn't invite everybody to come and sit in a big room and scream at people. They they didn't do any of this, and they don't need to. So, and and if if rumors are to believe, I don't know if you guys have seen the the pictures from E3 today, but it has been fucking empty today. Like the show floor has been empty, which is mm. freaky for the last day of E3. Mm. Um, so you know, less people are turning up. It needs to change. It needs, regardless of if, if there's a new generation coming, E3 needs to really adapt with the times, and they need to do something that's not just bigger, flashier. It's, it's just not going to work. Nobody is mandated to turn up to E3. Nobody has to go to E3. They put on these big, expensive shows. They get loads of people to come to a certain set in a room to generate hype, and. It has been shown now for several years that Nintendo can generate all of that hype by putting together a pre-recorded video. Sony have done the same. You know, it's becoming a point where, yeah, it's great that people can go and play demos 
on a show floor somewhere, but you don't need to fly everyone to LA to do that. It's not necessary. We're in 2019. Yeah. Dropbox me the fucking demo. You know, it's, <laughs> it's it's not it, it's you know we're not we're not in that world anymore where games are just like you know dusty discs in a fucking box underneath a TV and you're not entirely sure what you're playing. It's it's not it's not like that anymore. And E3 needs to get over itself to be to be honest. Okay. Ooh, all valid points. All valid points. Do you think we're going to see the console announcements on E3 next year? Do you think there'll be? Do you think PlayStation will skip it again and just do their own thing? I think I, I honestly think we'll have both announcements before E3 next year. Yeah. If 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 they are both looking to announce in holidays 2020, they're going to want at least you know 12 months worth of lead up. Um, E3 would be the great, greatest place to show off the games, but with just like less than six months before you release your console, probably not a good time to announce your console. So I expect before Christmas we'll know exactly what these consoles are. All right, well, there you go. That was the Finger Guns wrap-up of V3, ladies and gentlemen. If you want to check out any trailer that we've talked about tonight, uh, or tonight, well, yeah, we're recording it tonight, so any trailer that we've talked about this evening, then just go to our website, go to fingerguns.net, because every single one is on the website. Because some hero stayed up and watched every conference and did it. Can, oh. we, can we give Le- Roscoe a little round of applause? Yes, I think so. Oh, try, try, say. oh guys, please, please, please. <laughs> oh, I don't do it for the fame, really. Really, yeah. I don't. Don't do it for the fame. We've, we've still got the quiz answers to do. Oh, dear. Yeah, we can Nick. <laughs> don't, don't you worry. We'll All right. This quickly. Okay. Okay, let's go. Quiz okay. answers. Sean, wait. Right. Welcome to the Finger Goes Trivia Challenge. Answers to the Finger Goes Trivia Challenge. Great. Go. Oh, okay. Question one was this. Go on, just somebody tell me. Sonic. Well done. Okay, question two was this. Anyone got a guess? Was it New Super Mario Brothers? No. Oh. Was it in fact Red Dead Redemption 2? <laughs> <laughs> so close, so close. Oh, damn it. Um, <laughs> that's... Uh, go on, Ross, have you got a, I got a guess? Nope. Um, it was Mario 64. Oh, that was oh, going to be my first choice, but I thought, no, no it's actually modern. Dark. Okay, uh, question three was this. Okay, Greg, I know you've got this one, so... Abe's Odyssey. Well done. Yes! I put Oddworld, is that, is that allowed? Yeah, I'll take that. Yeah. Oh, to be fair, that, that, that could have been Exodus, or, you know... I put I did put Odyssey slash Exodus, so I didn't think yeah. to put Oddworld as a blanket answer. <laughs> yeah. Okay, uh, question four was this. <laughs> Go on, Paul, you know this one. Oh, Killer Instinct. Brilliant, well done. I yep. had I had that as my message tone once for about a day, and then it just did my head in. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, question five was this. Would everyone like to join me in the chorus of saying Final Fantasy, Fantasy seven. seven? I'll take oh, any final... <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I never played it. I don't know. Um, what was it? I, I, I thought you recently played it. Yeah, but... I don't remember the music. Oh, okay. That's uh, when you finish a battle. I play. I don't think I ever finished the battle. A fight. <laughs> you didn't finish a, a single fight. fight. <laughs> <laughs> Opens, opening cinematic, and that was it. Yeah. Turn-based fighting is boring. 
okay. So it's Watch Dogs 2. Um, <laughs> right. Oh, God damn it, phone. Stop freezing up. Okay. <laughs> Question six was this. I'm going to play the whole thing. Um, anyone who got a guess? I put Forbidden Siren. No. I was thinking like the, the sightjacking noise, but no. I'll put down Fear. F-E-A. No. Oh, I didn't get one for this. Okay, it's Half Life. Oh, it's the fucking head crabs. It's the head oh. crabs. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's goddamn head crabs. Okay. Um, question seven was oh. that, um, which is obviously Metal Gear Solid. Question eight was that. Yeah. So, guesses for this one? NBA Jam. Very good. NBA Jam. Yes. I put Speedball 2 down at first, but then changed it. Nice. Good call. Good call. Yes. Um, question nine is this one. Oh, my fucking ears. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's what doing it. Can get yeah. 10 this one, is. There you go. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's um, obviously Splinter Cell. Question ten was. This... What are you buying? Yeah. Over here, stranger. Oh, um, Resident Evil Four. That's correct. Resident Evil Four. Right. Question eleven was this one. The obscurest of the bunch. Okay. Any guesses? No. Nope. Well, I put down Alan Wake. <laughs> Only because you said to me, "Is the sound it makes when you're in the only safe place, and the only safe place in the wake is light." I don't know. I just thought Alan Wake. Okay, Roscoe. Anything else? No. no. Okay, that is the sound of a bonfire in Dark Souls. <laughs> oh, obscure or what? Yeah, that's the. Uh, well, well Sean. That's that's not really that obscure because I played that for five people today, and then he went, "Oh yeah, that's the bonfire of Dark Souls." So yeah. Can't say I've ever noticed a bonfire <laughs> making a noise. Yeah, it makes a lovely little crack on those. It's a very welcoming sound. I imagine okay. the static coming through Skype probably didn't help that one. That is probably true. Um, you can all have a, a correct answer for that one. Okay. Oh, question, wow. question 12. Hey, freebie. Uh, one more time. Okay. What one was that? That was Quake. Was not. What? What? <laughs> that was Unreal Tournament. That's what I tell you what I put oh, down. <laughs> yes, of course it was. Um, question 13. God will explode. No, <laughs> I'm not sure anyone's going to get that one. Um, I want to was... say World of Warcraft. You are fucking right. Well done, <laughs> mate. <laughs> that is very impressive. Um, For anyone I used to play it a lot, I remember that getting stuck on my head. Yeah. Um, and obviously the last one. Don't play the whole thing. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, Roscoe, what did you put for that one? That's Claptrap, isn't it? It is Claptrap. That's Borderlands. From Borderlands. Wow, brilliant. Um, they are the answers. Um, Touch up your scores. Can anyone dethrone the Marty Roscoe? Let's start with Paul. Six, eight, nine, nine. Nine out of 14 is a decent. Decent attempt at this for bed. Uh, Roscoe? Uh, six. Ooh. Ooh. 
what, Greg? Wow, okay. I mean, not counting Sean's freebie, I got 10. Nice. Congratulations, you are this week's winner. Fuck yeah! Wow. Well done, Greg. Can you not take his freebie off in that one? And give it to me no, instead. No, because with, with the freebie, I'd have 11. Oh, well, fuck you then. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I got, okay, I got seven with the freebie. Take it. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Congratulations, Steph. I, I appreciate that that one was, was, was probably not the best idea. But yeah, <laughs> oh, I agree with that. Don't cheat for my victory. Oh. <laughs> well done for the worst quiz so far. My pleasure. I don't get paid enough for this shit. Uh, right, well, that does then bring an end to the cast. What are we playing uh, this week? What are we going to be playing over the weekend and over the weeks? Sean, what's on your radar? Um, Star Wars Battlefront 2. There are double XP events on Wednesdays. So I'm going to be playing that on Wednesday. And I'm playing the Killing Floor Collection. Um, so expect reviews of at least one of those and a feature on the other by the end of this week. Very exciting. Content! Love it. Very exciting. <laughs> uh, Greg, what are you playing this week? I'm not going to say what game it is I'm reviewing, but it was absolutely gash, so I will <laughs> have to do a bit more of that. I still need to finish Days Gone, so I'm still going with that. And I've recently started playing um, L.A. Noir again. Nice. Interesting. Yeah. Is that the remaster one? Yeah, because like I said, I, I bought that really terrible, left alive, and traded it in. I traded it in for uh, L.A. Noir, the HD collection. Not the HD collection, the remaster. Yeah. Oh, nice. And uh, and a bit of what remains of Edith Finch because everyone's told me how good it is. Oh man, you're gonna love that game. What a yeah. treat! One of the best games of generation. I do say so myself. Tremendous. Uh, Paul, what are you playing this week? Well, funny enough, I am playing Battlefront Two, also on Sean's recommendation. That yeah. it's not as bad as people think. Unfortunately, I played it after playing a whole lot of Destiny 2 and you realise how terrible the shooting is in Battlefront 2 after (laughs) Destiny 2. (laughs) (laughs) So, if you look, Battlefront 2 is actually quite good, but don't play Destiny 2 beforehand because that shooting is as tight as you like. Nice. Um, I have just re-downloaded Destiny 2. Excellent. We're going to hold and we're going to have a little raid. Yeah, we are. All, All 85 gigs of that goddamn game. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. I, I I forgot that I had Forsaken as well, so I'm just I'm playing through that at the moment. It's actually really good. I'm really enjoying Destiny Two again, actually. Destiny's great. Destiny's great. Destiny doesn't just gets a hard ride. Yeah, it is I, good. It's just it's just a lot of old fun. I'm so behind. I see people running around with like level fifty caps. So yeah, I need to. Yeah, but yeah, we can we can we can team up and take on the Forsaken together. We'll do it. That'll be a fun time. Also, Sean this weekend Fallout seventy six. Yeah, yeah I, I really should download it. <laughs> I mean, you might as well. While it's free, you just give it a blast. See what you think. Yeah, I just, I've just got the. Uh, it's one of those games that I can really see, see myself getting really drawn into, and spending my entire life selling items to strangers, manning a store that I've created myself. It's just, I don't, I don't need that in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. I was hoping this weekend to be playing a certain game, but I didn't get a code for it. So I'm really sad about it. Yeah. Yeah. I can't I can't say what game it is, obviously. Anyway, that does bring it in to the podcast. We did it, guys. Oh my god. We did it. That's a record, isn't it? We did our easier but this is officially the most epic podcast we've ever done. Jeez. 
But um, we don't have to talk shit, don't we? Oh, oh, we do, oh, we do, but we do it so well. Indeed, we do. and eloquently too. Uh, yeah, we'll be back uh, next week with your uh, regular scheduled uh, podcast next Monday, uh, which will be the Monday of the twenty fourth of June, which will be the next episode after this one. And we will uh, see you then for more Finger Guns goodness. Don't forget, you can follow us on Twitter and Facebook. You can sign up to our Patreon and you can follow us on Twitch. All of our information is in the description below. So, we did it. Let us know what you think of this podcast. Do leave us a review on iTunes. That does help out an awful lot. Thank you very much indeed. And it's goodbye from Mr. Paul Collett. Ta-ta. Goodbye from Mr. Sean Davies. Toodles. And it's goodbye from Mr. Greg Hicks. Until next time. I'm your host, Roscoe Kenniston. That has been the E3 special of the Finger Guns Podcast. Yeah.